0: Welcome to Watch Out for Fireballs 2.0 Birth by Sleep Thank you for downloading Uh, Our new relaunch of the podcast is brought to you by our patrons At patreon.com slash duckfeedtv They are the best folk Uh, If you would like to consider joining them uh, Get episodes a week early Get a bunch of other cool bonus features Go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and check them out We really appreciate it I'd like to check out this book please okay let's see here uh, might as well jump advanced goonen techniques for expert red wingdingers um, in your library card and mm-hmm. uh, sir it looks like you have an overdue book out already
1: yes yes I still have Shakespeare no the other kind not the play guy that's a it's, that's a title but but honestly I'm good for it
0: uh, all right well we, okay we'll make an exception just this once.
1: Uh, hello. I'd like to borrow the pointy end, please.
0: Hey, I know you. You've got two books out already. There's no way. But, but honestly,
1: you can trust me this time.
0: Look, 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 your picture's right here. It says, Kane, leader of the Red Wings, terrible citizen, book thief. Why on earth would I trust you? Well, remember when I rescued Cecil and the gang? Well, yeah. See? But, Come on. Well, well, yeah, I remember it, but I also remember you betraying them again and again. And then, like years, years later, you did it again and again in the years afterwards. That wasn't me. Come on. on. That is the oldest excuse in the book. Mirror Universe, goatee version. That is fucking unlikely. That's more of a Van Dyke. Okay, get out. Okay. Good pull. Get out of our library.
1: I've got to make this right.
0: Dollar uh, forty-eight, and dollar forty-nine, and dollar fifty, and that is your late fees taken care of. Feel free to enjoy the library, Mister Kane.
1: Thanks, chap. It was very kind of you to take my payment in pennies.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And hey, just uh, on your way out, um, please mind the no Carnelian Signet sign. And um, and shh. cole ross and you're listening to watch out for fireballs colon the after years colon birth by sleep
1: (laughs) this is the first one yeah this is the first of the kind of redesign or relaunch uh of the show where we are kind of changing up the way that we cover stuff not appreciably within the episodes but the way we organize months and uh the way that we uh you know release episodes
0: we're gonna do it more often i meander there sorry as the Chronomancers, we will now reorganize months. Yes, we will <laughs> This month now happens before this month, yeah, yeah, and this yeah. month wouldn't disappear at all together. <laughs> you were never bored! Where, where did Smarts go? It's the, um, yeah, so we're, we're, uh, we're, we're mostly, uh, going every, weekly. Mm-hmm. So weekly is the, uh, we're reorganizing weeks. Yes. We're, we're a vice Chronomancer. <laughs> um, chronomancers Junior. Yeah, we can't um, be trusted with months. Someday we'll be an e <laughs> um so we'll be able to actually do it the um so yeah so we're, we're coming out every week uh this is the first of our final fantasy 4 episodes and then next week is the second of our final fantasy 4 episodes and then first final fantasy the after years or final fantasy Four the after years mm-hmm. and then the f- fourth and final one and then a fifth one with your responses
1: yes um, um yeah. and because we're kind of standardizing this i can just straight up say if you have thoughts on final fantasy 4 or the after years uh get them in by august
0: the 15th yeah It's always going to be the 15th, Mm -hmm. and we'll announce what we're doing that month, etc. So it should be easier all around. It should. It should.
1: Should, Will it be? (laughs) Let's find out. (laughs) We we have a way of taking easy things and making them
0: hard. That's that's 100%. Oh, baby. (laughs) We got a way of taking easy things and making them hard. Um, (laughs) That's us. Uh,
1: And I'm very excited that we are launching this new initiative with a game that I really like. Yeah,
0: I uh, I Final Fantasy four is still extremely good. Yes, I am rough. I've been putting my head down in the after years. I feel like I'm about halfway through mm-hmm. uh, that. I'm less convinced about, but we're going to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. There, I've gotten to it puts its first foot so shitty. Yes, it but does. like it eventually gets does some neat things that are marred with constant dungeon revisits Mm -hmm. and are really, you know, the same encounter rate that we're going to talk about here, but yeah, yeah, it's just the dungeon reuse is literally beyond the pale. (laughs) Um, It is there. There's one, uh, there's one chapter that I, uh, I dropped my 3d or I dropped my PSP. (laughs) I was just like, Oh no, you could, you you, Oh, you're actually, Oh, Oh, (laughs) Oh, you're serious. Um, But that, that if, if you're calling in
1: about the after years, that'll be two weeks from now. Yeah, sorry. an yeah. uh, elderly <laughs> practice last week. Yeah.
0: Yes. Um. For now, it is Final Fantasy IV, which is like relatively spelt and good. Yeah. Um. We're gonna get into it.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah. Final Fantasy IV is a role playing game developed and published by Square for the Super Nintendo in 1991. Uh. And the Doki Doki fact for this is this came out as Final Fantasy II in the states. It still, it's ridiculous because
0: everybody knows that you don't need to say it. But if we but people still ask do you, yeah. <laughs> people, people always want you to clarify, and it's funny because it's just like. I know you know this. (laughs) We can stop pretending. Yeah. Nobody. Here's here's a hint. Nobody's ever talking about the real Final Fantasy II. We won the war. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. It's 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 fine now. Yeah. Nobody's ever talking about Final Fantasy II. And if they do, they actually they usually say like you know actual Final Fantasy II. Right. Right. Um and we I'm we certainly didn't aren't going to talk about that anytime soon no um because that you know that's a rough one <laughs> uh but this yeah, I think that we both played it at first as Final Fantasy II. oh of course so that's yeah. still important to note because it is a different version of the game I, I out of every uh Final Fantasy series this is by far the one with the most versions I'm sure we have a note about that later in the generality oh,
1: absolutely but... it's a whole section
0: <laughs> yeah we'll get we'll get into that but um just for clarification um, we both first played Final Fantasy two on the SNES and mm-hmm. we both played. The complete collection on PSP for this playthrough.
1: Yes, uh, which runs great on the Vita. I would recommend getting it. Yeah, it's good.
0: Yeah, it is. A, it is a good. Uh, good package. It's not perfect, but it's a good package. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's talk about Final Fantasy IV. Yeah, let's get into it. Um, so you play as
1: uh, Cecil, who is a dark knight in service of Baron, the world's most powerful kingdom, and even that is a bit of a departure for the series. Um, and the way that they set everything up, because you are playing as this kind of established character, this high ranking elite, as opposed to a scrappy youngster.
0: Yes. Yeah. And the the whole idea is you kind of uh, you kind of start over. Yes. Again, um, there's a Retronauts, uh, our friend and yours, Retronauts episode about Final Fantasy four talks a lot about the history um, of this game. So we're not going to get into that too much. We're going to talk more about the the content of it, mm-hmm. um, as is, you know, Retronauts as our doc sister podcast uh you know the historians which we are not right um so some of that we're gonna we're gonna get uh get into but not all of it right and uh if you're a final fantasy uh maniac final fantasy 4 maniac you should definitely listen to both yes um i actually put that episode off because i had already started playing this and it was just too much final fantasy 4 for me <laughs> in a period between the after years the main one and the podcast yeah yeah so it's like i'm saving that for like when i'm hungry for more final fantasy 4 stuff because like yeah. as much as like i love those songs mm-hmm. i was thinking about the edits for this this is a little peek behind the kimono folks yeah um i was thinking about the edit for this mm-hmm. the music in this is some of my favorite like 16-bit music right absolutely there are fewer songs like so the idea is typically when we play do a sh- a show where we like really like the music we put a lot of it in mm-hmm. we can't really do that because we're splitting this up over four episodes right and there's like there's like six good songs and they're great <laughs> Yep. but there aren't that many of them like we're gonna have to like be very very I, I thought that the after years would have new music uh um, it, it does it later. Has one new song <laughs> well yeah, like i mean there's one new song early on and eventually get some new music but yeah, yeah. it's not going to carry its own own thing you know so we had to be very judicious with like mm-hmm. these very iconic pieces of music yeah well
1: you're you're editing these first these the, the, these first two what i would say is we may sneak be... everything
0: from you uh, right? yeah just yeah definitely just, just the, hungry, uh...
1: hungry hungry hippos up all of them tracks no no yeah. um w- certain remixes might be in play as well Mm. um so like if we want to put in the celtic moon version of a song or if we want to grab something from from ocr i think that uh i think that as long as we credit it that will be okay and that will bring some uh that will bring some variety to this i think that sounds like a
0: cool thing i think, <laughs> I, think I think that sounds like an after years thing like because the after years reuses the music and then you can do the remixes but i will okay. probably stick with the og music okay that's i don't that's need, I don't like. I like. I listen to that Celtic Moon thing. And I like it, and I like this music. But I'm still gonna prefer the original versions. Yeah, yeah. Even the PSP like arrangements are not my fave.
1: Yeah, oh, um, definitely. Like first thing, you go in, you set auto dash, yep. and you also set the music yeah. and battle
0: speed. Oh yeah, yeah. But like, there's a, there's a series of like jobs whenever you start one of these games. Yeah. Not like there is in Final Fantasy V. But <laughs> the um yeah. So this is uh this is a big game in the series. It's the first 16 bit entry. It is the first one that kind of set a course towards being very cinematic and story focused. Yes. Um, And the way that articulates in this game is really interesting. Um, It is uh, kind of like the Final Fantasy melodrama to me. Yes. You know, there aren't a lot of story wrinkles to it. You know, it's very like just high adventure and highs and lows and everything, but it's it's like the standard final Fantasy story, like the first one it feels like it's not the first one because no. there's there's a very obvious first final Fantasy, um but it <laughs> historians feels like, argue yeah, historians <laughs> argue it's the first one, but for uh, like a modern feeling final fantasy game, mm-hmm. um this one to me is like, oh, this is the classic adventure, you yes. know
1: yeah, like it is very handholdy. like this is a very fast paced game um that uh, uh proceeds forward
0: quite linearly. Yes, yeah, it's extremely linear, right? Actually, um, and the, and the points where you can break linearity are actually kind of frustrating because there's no real reason to, right? So like you can do it, but you shouldn't. You kind you of know? always know where you need to go next, um, and, and and that kind of you know that's a, ends up being a big deal. Like as much as I love this game, like you know when I was younger, I was just like, man, you get the airship and you can go anywhere. And then as an <laughs> adult, I'm like, there's no reason to go anywhere.
1: Yeah, uh, you know. Like he- so we- you can visit Eblon early. You can go
0: to uh, you can go to Mithril, or you can go to Agart I can pick up a, a couple Hermes sandals. Yeah, and some you know like there's there's nothing I really want to do there. So it's it's kind of interesting doing this because this is the second uh, mainline final, third mainline final fantasy we've done uh, since doing this show, right? And the other one is six, and six has always been my favorite, mm-hmm. and I think that uh, this suffers a lot in comparison to six. But what it does, what it has that makes it worth playing, even though I don't like it as much, is that kind of basicness. Like this is it's rare for me to say this, but this is a game that gets by on a lot of charm. Oh, for sure. You know, and and that's, um, you know, that's not usually how I approach games, mm-hmm. but it, it works here. So yeah. in six, it's very cool when you get the airship because like you can do anything and that's meaningful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have preferred that if you don't have that, though, there is something comforting going through these very kind of standard story beats um, that have this like very you know good vanilla high adventure flavor yeah you know it yeah. feels like a monomyth kind of thing
1: it certainly does it, it it very much pulls from like a kurosawa or a star wars kind of feel like this is you know it pretty much is a star wars thing you know you have your darth vader you have the uh you know you have the hero's journey of you know rejecting the light and then embracing it
2: mm. yeah yep, yep. yeah
1: um and i don't say that to like throw that back in your face i'm just saying like it is this very basic broad kind of story that has these characters who have their own little their own little quirks and their own uh, uh, kind of
0: kind of beats their interactions are fun to watch they're good sketches yes like there's only a couple characters here that i think are like actually well developed characters right um but they're good sketches yeah you know and frustratingly and like cuz some some after year stuff is going to bleed in when it approaches here is that you? Eventually, some of them get better developed mm-hmm. uh, in there. Um, you just had to go through like a lot. Like, it takes a while, and yeah. some of that stuff I wish was in here. Yes, you know, in in the base game.
1: Very much so. But yes, this no. th- this is you know a very limited world that does feel kind of empty outside of the set pieces that it is drawing you you know drawing you toward. And so you know, if you are going to be upset by us criticizing this game from a modern view or comparing it to things that came later. Um, yeah, you know, we're not going to apologize, but that is something that you should expect, uh, because even though I have unlimited nostalgia for this, like this, along with Super Mario RPG, uh, was my first RPG. Like, this is the game that I like that got me into playing, you know, story based games kind of obsessively. Um, you know, there are those points where it doesn't quite hold up or it pales on revisit.
0: Yeah, yeah, it just ends up being a little bit like I always knew it was kind of the basic Final Fantasy. I didn't realize it was quite as unsophisticated as it is. Yeah. Um, and again, that's not necessarily a damning thing. No. Right. Like sometimes that's what you're in the mood for. Vanilla ice cream is not plain. <laughs> right. You know it. It's not. Uh, it's not unflavored. Right. It's. It's. A, it's a bean. Like it's. It's. It's a whole thing. It's. <laughs> it's a very distinct flavor that's very good on its own. Right. Um, one of the ways that this is very. Um, you know, kind of basic is that uh, very, very much like Final Fantasy two, as opposed to three. Um, these are these are out of the box characters. Like right. these are uh, they serve the plot more than they serve the player. Right. So they have names and personalities and traits, um, but they're locked into a job, and there is almost nothing in the way of character development. No, no, there is always going to be a better piece of equipment that you will
1: get. Um, sometimes you you want to. Uh, equip like a different elemental sword or equip something that'll inflict a different status effect uh, but you're not allocating points you are not choosing which spell um, everything is kind of set out on this schedule for them and you are leveling
0: up as you go yes right. yeah. Um. yeah and then the, and then items and stuff so that's the only way and those are interchangeable but that's like pretty much that's the extent of like your control over these characters or what they do yes you know Um. and the plot controls when you have them you don't pick characters either no. So no. the you know up until you know you know for most of the game the plot just tells you when you can play as who. Yes. The, you so know, the, again it's everything serves the plot rather than the player.
1: Right. The game as its d you know, as a DM is shaking up which abilities you have at your disposal. Yes. Yeah. Is a very railroaded DM. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the moment-to-moment play is going to be recognizable recognizable as this kind of template for most square RPGs to come. You know you're wandering around in this you know top-down map. Uh. You have a world map. You have your uh every dungeon map, et cetera, and getting into these random battles. Uh, you had done that before, but Final Fantasy IV introduces a lot of elements to the battle system that would eventually become staples, uh, kind of move things forward using the uh, SNES to bring this additional complexity.
0: Yeah, yeah. And some things that are, um, you know, unique or just don't come up very often, right? So right. specifically the party size. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this game, you can have five people in your party. Yeah. Um, and again, serving plot rather than, you know, that, that is a, a helpful thing for the, for the player, but it's a, it's a service of the plot and kind of the tone. It makes me think that what they're going for is something much closer to like a Lord of the Rings style fellowship. Yes. You know, star Wars is the comparison point that gets, you know, wheeled out for this a lot. Mm-hmm. And there's some, there, there's definitely some star Warsy things. I think that's usually overstated. Mm-hmm. When people are just, it's it's just Star Wars. No, it's not well, just Star Wars. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, I mean, that's is just Star Wars. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> the, um, yeah, come on. They did, they actually did that. Like, yeah. there's a, there, this is only, you know, there's some Star Wars elements, but it reminds me very much of, like, Lord of the Rings or a classic fantasy thing, or it's like a fellowship. Mm-hmm. um, And having five people supports that. Yes. Um, you also have, uh, there you have placement in the front or back row, uh, which determines how effective attacks will be either from or to that character. Mm-hmm uh and then you have certain abilities that will bypass that. So there's a, little, a limited amount of strategy and player control there. Yeah, yeah. And really it just comes down to uh are you, is this character a caster
1: yes or no? Back row or front row depending on yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and there are like yeah. ambushes, there are back attacks that require to you, that require you to burn a turn in order to you know swap the order uh so that yeah. you don't leave your casters um you know, exposed
0: in in harm's way. Yeah. 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 And there are items that get past it too. It's not just spells, Mm -hmm. you know, like you can, you can have physical fighters that, from the back row yeah, yeah uh you know and usually you sacrifice a little bit of damage for a little bit more protection etc cetera, etc cetera.
1: yeah um and yeah. uh looking at um anything except for the easy type or the american version i believe uh enemies have row priority as well so attacking yes. um, an enemy who is further back in the screen your physical guys are going to do less damage than your uh than your archers or your uh, spell casters
0: and they move up as well I believe. I think that if you uh, if there's two guys in the back and you kill the one in the first row, I think they actually move up. Yeah, And that goes away. So it's uh that's all behind the scenes. Like there is like, you know, I was saying how simple this is. There's a little bit of sophistication there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it doesn't really it never tells you that mm-hmm. uh, that the enemies have that row priority. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: This is the first Final Fantasy game where you're fighting on something that is not a black background. Um, Mm -hmm. and the battle information is kind of displayed on top of these relevant characters so you don't just have your party over in another window um the retronauts episode makes a good comparison that i didn't really think of this is like having like a little shoebox diorama of the uh, of the battle
0: Mm. yeah yeah and it's the uh to be noted just in final fantasy one there is a background element that's unique to where you're at Mm -hmm. it's just uh the ground is black right so, like, if you look at a Final Fantasy one fight, like you do see if you're in a forest, there's a little stripe of forest near the top mm-hmm. or a field or something like that. So it's, you know, it, it's, it's not that that's not entirely like, I don't far be it for me to, to <laughs> contradict Chris Krohler. Like, it, it's, it's, it's not that it's not entirely true. It's just they went further with it. Right, right. You know, they've always done that a little bit, though. It's never been Fantasy Star. Right. Where it's literally a black background or just an abstract, you know, space
1: scape. Yeah,
0: yeah. But there's a little bit more. Yeah. you know this you um, know, ex-
1: extends it is a you know a, a massive full screen image that yes. you know matches the scene that you're in
0: yeah and that can help um you know kind of with immersion um for the i don't know for me like maybe about an hour or so that i can pay attention to random battles before <laughs> i think it just becomes <laughs> something i auto through most times you're right like it is very cool as a kid i remember like yeah. yeah yeah um there's also this is the first time the active uh time battle system is introduced mm-hmm. um so this is uh Essentially, each character has a action bar that fills up, determined by their speed. Um, faster characters will be able to act more often. Their bar fills up more often. Mm-hmm. And uh, the battle proceeds even if you don't act. So there's right. a sense of kind of real-timeness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, this was informed by F1 racing. Yeah, just the idea um, that everybody has their own lane and faster cars are going to get in more laps. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this is, uh, you can kind of tell um, that this is something that of a, an experiment down to where you can turn it off in the menu. Yep. Um, even, you know, and that's, that's been with the the game the entire time. So in, in the super Nintendo version, you can change it from active to wait. Mm -hmm. And as a kid, I had no idea what that meant. Right. Uh, it it, was just, oh, active or wait. Like, what does that, you know? (laughs)
2: Um,
0: and it does, it does kind of add like a little bit of, uh, you know, just kind of pressure, Mm -hmm. um, you know, to the, the battle system. It is a neat, uh, it is a neat system to kind of spice up what is a really kind of stodgy, uh, mechanic.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, you it, know, it, this is at its best when you're when you're up against a wall. I think Final Fantasy IV is at its best when it's hard. Um, yeah. And you know, you you are hoping that you know, as this you know, kind of caster is trying to get off this spell, you know, maybe a heal that will you know rescue this last person who uh, you know who, who's there, like this you know, final kind of acting gambit. You're hoping that's going to get off before the enemy uh, can act and kill one of them. You have yes. these kind of discrete moments. You know, where when you're not just seamrolling people, you are kind of hoping that the way the the cards interleave is going to work in your favor.
0: Yeah. It adds a it adds almost like a random element because even though you know when your characters are going to go, um, you don't know when enemies are going to go. Right. So it adds a, a little bit of that tension that comes with uh just with just with not knowing, with the unknown. Yeah. And it also you have a measure of control over it. So mm-hmm. Um, this is something, nothing I pay attention to when I was younger. I would just do optimize for equipment, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever did the most damage or had the most protection. But here, you know, you can see that there, are, you, like, there's certain items that give you kind of stat boost. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of rare. Like, they don't do very much with that. But, you know, if you get something that, like, lowers or increases your speed, like, I would think about that. Yeah. You know, because it's like, oh, like, now I kind of have a better conception as to what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, this is This is a system that I think is really cool. I think it gets overstated a little bit how much of a difference it actually makes. Hmm. Like, I don't feel like this is a sea change. You know, I don't, I don't, you know, because it almost everything you do will articulate the same way, whether this is on or not. Hmm. Like 95, 98% of what the battles in this game won't actually change. Really not appreciably, yeah. you know, it does make a difference in, in climactic boss battles. Yeah. Right. It, but it it's, it gets a lot of credit that I think is a little too, little too late for this. As far as kind of like, Juicing up or revolutionizing, yeah, you know, turn-based JRPG battles.
1: So I think it, it it gets a lot of credit because this is the way that they would handle battles. I think pretty much all the way up through up until Final Fantasy X. Um, so I think that it is kind of laid out as. Like, oh, this is, you know, this is the first time that that happened and that's a big deal. RPGs before this would have you just kind of dial in your uh, your intention and then it would shake out by initiative, right? I think this, yeah. this does bring in that, that that element of randomness and also makes it so you can adapt on the fly um, and react because you are not making decisions for your entire party and seeing how they shake out. It is more of a, uh, um, you know, a, uh, attack, counterattack kind of deal. I agree with you yeah. that it does, you know, you are still selecting your your options from a menu and watching them kind of like play out. You know, it is still very similar um, tactily to, you know, any other game that does, you know, something similar. Uh, but yeah, it is...
0: But it's, uh, it's, it's Sorry, like it's tact, tactily but also tactically, right? Like it, it, it has to do with not so much the system as the game around it, to where your tactics are not going to change based on this most of the time hmm. like the the far lion share most of the time yeah you know like uh and it it is you know to the first point like it is very historically important right like this mm-hmm. is what this the series became known for and it is uninnovation right it's just one of those things that i feel like gets really kind of blown up yeah um you know and that's that's really what it is i'm not saying it makes no difference it just i was surprised uh, playing this not that i have you know i've been playing games without it mm-hmm. particularly frequently but like i have played you know the first final fantasies i've played the first dragon quest i played a lot of rpgs that don't have this mm-hmm. um how little difference it made not only in my hands but also to my tactics yeah. in again like a, not just the majority but like the vast vast majority of fights yeah yeah i would do nothing different based on this mechanic so it may as well not have even have been been there yeah. you know I, I
1: wonder if it's a subjective thing because I I really prefer this
0: to dialing everybody's actions in. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I I mean I it it feels better. Mm-hmm. You know it's it's and it's it does give you that difference, but I think it's more like the game that's built around it. Mm. You know where if you're going to have a game where most of the encounters are as dra- as like brain dead as these are, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to harp on that for the entire like month but if you're going to have a game where most things you're just like the, the, the PSP version that we played includes an auto battle, mm-hmm. um, that I recommend people feel no shame in using. Oh, for sure. Um, but and it also speeds things up. It's not just, they're making decisions the, the yeah. for you. Yeah. That's the thing that makes it, makes it so good. Um, that the, the actions are going to do end up being the same regardless of when you choose them, you know, so you're not making different choices. You're just kind of seeing them articulate in a different way. Yeah. Now, yeah. That said, like in, in, uh, in really high kind of stakes battles, like you don't do that for during boss fights mm-hmm. and during boss fights, the system shines. Yes. Um, especially since a lot of the bosses have elements of timing that are built to work around this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that,
1: I think that for me, that's what sticks out as opposed, as opposed to looking at it on the, uh, on the grand balance. I, I definitely yeah. wish the actual encounters were a little bit better designed. There's you, just a lot of chuff. Y- yeah. Yeah,
0: chuff isn't the right word. Chaff.
1: Yeah, chuff. There we go. <laughs> yeah, what's
0: what's chuff mean? Is chuff a word? Uh, I think it's a British thing. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I it, there, don't... There's a there's a right amount of chuff. I hope that doesn't mean vagina or something. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, <laughs> I got knackered up, up the chuff.
1: Uh oh. Huh. Chuff uh, of a steam engine oh, don't move be a slur. with regular a slur. with regular <laughs> sharp puffing sound. I think, okay. I think it
0: might be a uh, like like a, a a euphemism for masturbating. Oh, you like you chuff off or like you just go, go have a chuff. Right. Right. Yeah. you. I mean, that, that works. That actually <laughs> that definition, like a lot of it's just a chuff, <laughs> Yep. you know, but once uh, you get to the actual, you know, uh, uh, five, you know, your, 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 your five on one, yeah. uh, actual, you know, Rubicant, uh, Rubicant's like, you know, velvet <laughs> sex dungeon kind of thing, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then, then it, it works. Oh, uh, really well. it, it, it appears that it's
1: also it it is also a uh, a euphemism for a woman's vagina.
0: So I, I knew it. I, I knew it. My, my <laughs> vagina
1: dar went off. Like, <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm not. I'm not sure that it's. uh I, I don't know. if Somebody's offended. Uh, we
0: will we will plead ignorance. Yeah, I don't. I did. I didn't say it based on that. I was trying to say chaff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can check the tapes. But anyway, so <laughs> it, it is a cool system. I'm not saying it's not cool. I'm just like there's a limited degree to how cool it is. Yeah. Yeah. I just,
1: like, later on, they would give, they would give you interesting stuff to do with it. Um, and the boss yeah. and the bosses really shine. And I would even say like in the later dungeons, like at the very end of this game, a little bit, a little bit of that texture
0: comes through. A little bit, even though like I mostly run yeah. like in those, like the, under, the, but the, uh, you know, what's the interesting thing about this and not to, to harp. I mean, we're spending a lot of time on active time battle, which makes sense for the game that introduced it. Mm-hmm. Um, It wouldn't have been a bad choice to show you the enemy's priority, you know, because then you're thinking a couple of moves ahead mm -hmm. like that would actually give you more to do. Like, it seems like it would make it easier, but I think it would make it much more engaging. Right, right. Um, and other games in the series that do that, you know, when you play like a Final Fantasy Tactics or a Final Fantasy, I think Final Fantasy X does it. X T- is like does it. st-
1: it's strictly turn-based. However, they show you um, the order that things happen, and you have yeah. moves that can uh, that can impact when the next one comes up. So you can see, like, okay, I need to act because this boss has an action coming up in two in two turns.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's and really you could good. do a version of that here where you just show everyone's meter filling up and you they it would be emulate like you know in this uh, this game where like bahamut's counting down or whatever yeah yeah um that's great mm-hmm. like that's a really fun tense like that, those are some of the best like battles in this game
2: mm-hmm.
0: um it would make like you know something as as devastating but common as like a Marlboro
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh feel that way yeah like yeah. oh he's filling up rather than just attack him which i know isn't going to kill him i need to slow him down or stop him etc <laughs> etc cetera, et cetera. like they should have made that information transparent i think it would have made a big difference
1: it really would have um and it would have helped you like i you know I, given that information
0: i would optimize you know yes yeah so like yes it would, would it make things a little bit easier like probably but it's it's weird because it would also make it so much more engaging mm-hmm. um you know so it's a kind of a good example of like challenge does not always necessarily equal engagement right right uh and that so it's, it's a cool system. Like, I'm not trying to shit on active time battle. No, like I no, think. No, is...
1: I, I understand what you're saying. It's a cool system, but they don't give you very much interesting stuff to do with it outside of the boss battles. Yes. And, yep. you know, I think that just in general, where we're going to break down is I, I think that I have more, a little bit more patience for uh, the the random battle, Chuff, uh, than, yeah. than, 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 than you do. I think that I think that, that rolls off of me a little bit, a little bit easier. Um, it's,
0: it's, yeah, it's, it's always hard for me, like, because people, um, and, and you're not the only, like, Person, I'm not trying to say like I'm the last sane man or whatever. No, but, no, I'm, uh, I'm uh, the last
1: sane man about the after years, But continue. <laughs>
0: um, it's just like there's. It's always surprising to me how easily people who are who are not me, and again, this I'm not saying this is a weird brag, but like can can shake off what you spend the majority of your time doing. Yeah, yeah. Like just the fact that that's like you know, and there's a lot of cutscene and cinematic stuff in this game, and it's good. Like yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but the fact that like you're going to spend, you know, 65 percent of the game, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of going through dungeons and kind of non like that's just a big chunk. Yeah. You know, anything that takes me 15 hours, it's very hard for me to have it roll off my back. Yeah. It um
1: like for me, I find some satisfaction in those battles. I don't I don't I, I don't treat them. And maybe it's just because, you know, I'm trying to bring a little bit of my own fun to it. They are not just, you know, attack, attack, attack. Um, it is, it is more about setting it up and trying to end them as quickly as possible while managing the resources. I think that I, I complicate it for myself and that brings a little bit more
0: kind of enjoyment to me. Yeah. And so, and sometimes you have to complicate it. Like there are a couple of dungeons that operate, you know, pacing wise, almost similarly to, uh, boss battles, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, because this dungeon is going to be hard kind of the whole way through, you can't really check out. Yeah. No. Um. And those those are those are also good mm-hmm. to my mind. Like that is that is a better way, Uh. better way to kind of handle it.
2: Yeah.
0: But when when I can check out, I generally do. And part of it is has to do with the pace of the story, which mm-hmm. like we'll we'll get to when We talk about the encounter rate. But like, yeah, yeah, I do think that 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 element is connected to something that I think does damage the pacing of this quite yeah. a bit. Well, I don't have
1: a bullet point in here specifically about the encounter rate. So we can just talk about that now since we're since we're kind of in this in this valley.
0: Okay, yeah. And I, I'm not trying to make it, you know. I'm not. N- neither this episode nor the next one's with the After Years, where you're the last same man, and I'm acting like <laughs> the last same man here. Neither <laughs> of these am I trying to turn into like the grudge match of the century, right? No, like, no, yeah. Just, just to to clarify for you, and then also for people listening, like, right? That's not the idea. Yeah. Um, but the the encounter rate and it feels higher than the the version I played. Oh my god, it's real. It's really
1: rowdy on the PSP. Like, I'm talking yes. like two, three steps, and then you're in another one.
0: It's very much like it's like every 1D10 steps or something, Mm -hmm. Um, whereas it very easily should have been like 1D10 plus 20 or something. 1D10 plus 10. Um, And it interacts like something that I noticed here. And this is true of all of the Final Fantasies. But I think Final Fantasies that are a little less linear, um, suffer from this a little bit less in that uh, there is always a sense of urgency in the plot um, in Final Fantasy 4. Like it is a high drama. Um, I think that the high encounter rate interacts with that negatively here more than most entries in the series. Um, in the version we played specifically, like if you're playing a lower encounter rate version, fine. I really want to see what happens next. (laughs) Yeah, like totally. Like I want to see what happens next. I want to get to the
1: boss. Like, I don't want to fight this pissant
0: stuff. I want to like get to the cool thing that requires me to think about the timing. And it's the same pissant stuff. Like they reuse a lot of enemies, um, here, like where a lot of like, there's a lot of palette swaps and stuff it's very rare that they have kind of an interesting quirk. Some of them do, Yep. um, you know, but it's pretty rare. And it is narratively weird for me that Cecil has killed thousands and thousands of monsters, Mm -hmm. you know, in a way that if this is trying to, uh, and I get that's the genre, but I'm just saying it, there is a little bit of like, dare I say, ludonarrative dissonance to this, where it is a game about this kind of high adventure with high stakes encounters. But really you have gone knee deep, through like it's like you don't think of aragorn you know or or like han solo you know whatever mm-hmm. whatever like mono myth you want to use as having killed thousands and thousands of grunts mm-hmm. you know like it it eliminates like a sense of danger and it just it stops things in their tracks and like yeah. it got very hard not to just get like a twinge like i would get over it but mm-hmm. like in my shoulders i would feel a tension like every time the random encounter thing would pop up oh yeah you know just like ah and then I would, know, I would reflexively hit the shoulder buttons to run <laughs> yeah, like I would run, or I would just be on auto. I'd put my phone, you know, put my PSP down for a minute. Like I was like, oh, do I have enough hypo? Do I have enough resources to recover from this? Mm-hmm. Like, do I have a bunch of casters in my party who you can't set to auto do things, which is annoying? Um, or, you know, if I do, like, will I survive this? Yeah. If so, like, I would like put my PSP down for a second and just kind of sigh, <laughs> and then I would pick it back up, and the encounter would be done. Yeah. I'd heal my dudes and right. then move on. And then sometimes it would literally be the next step, or like <laughs> yep. two steps away, and that is not only is it like really damaging from pacing the story, but really like impacted my play experience. Yeah. I can't lie and say that that wasn't like really annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not just like on this, it's probably impacting some of like the cranky times I'm having with the after years where it's mm-hmm. like, I just feel like, man, you know, I have gone through this fucking waterway enough times. I have done my dues, uh-huh. you know, and now I'm doing it again. And it's just like, right. You know, you know, and it, it's uh i think i think it's very damaging yeah um the, so the, 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 there's there, there's a little bit of uh,
1: just kind of real time correction and if you've already tweeted at, at us about the shame on you you should have listened um uh you can uh, actually dial in which which actions they do in auto battle you have to oh, deal really? with uh with the memory cursor so you have to change that, oh, uh, gotcha. change that there so you gotcha. you do it and then
0: it'll remember what you did last that yeah. uh, still doesn't I mean, work that well for casters because you know because you have limited resources right. and you can't buy ethers for some fucking reason for <laughs> most of the game um but yeah so like there is a way to do that um but even if you have casters they're going to be less effective or less you know less yeah. effective for quite as long it doesn't uh, uh, it doesn't ameliorate the problem entirely like yeah. so it just ended up like the the encounter rate and the uh the thing like not only does it not play nice with active time battle, but mm-hmm. it is um, it's very, very high to a degree that uh, it's like this would be by far the best version of this game mm-hmm. unquestionably. And now I feel like it is questionably. Right. <laughs> because it's so good. But like, yeah. do you want to deal with this? Yeah, And it's it, um,
1: I, I have no perspective to like say if if it's actually objectively higher, just the number of yeah. times where it's like uh, encounter two steps encounter uh kind of seems unforgivable to me, yeah, and it makes it stick out as a real problem. And you know, like there are games that get around this. you know, we always uh truck out Z when this comes up, but like maybe if I'm in an encounter, set a timer for a number of steps where I'm safe. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm not yeah. asking to like exhaust this dungeon of uh, 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 of enemies. I'm just asking for a little bit of a reprieve, and like maybe if I run that timer is a little bit shorter. You know, like you can factor that into the calculus, like, oh, you can, you can avoid this battle, but you're going to get into another one sooner than if you just dealt with it. Like all of that would have been, would have, you know, this is armchair designing, whatever uh, would have been a nicety they could have put into, to, to to kind of ease the blow of this system.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's lots of ways to get through it. It kind of comes down to, um, you know, a lot, a lot of this genre where it's like uh, in some ways, and this is not a dismissive way because there are many entries in this genre that I like. And I love them as a kid, but like, that's an operative word, right? Like Mm -hmm. these genres shine when you're in your early teens, mid teens, Mm -hmm. because you have all the time in the world. Um, and then also like a lot of times they're made for like, uh, you know, to have that kind of length, like it's literally padding, right. Um, to make them long, which is, was a selling point is a selling point for like school kids and school kids in Japan specifically, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like when you, when I read about, uh, and you know, let, again put away that tweet like <laughs> i don't know that to 100 percent be true but i've talked, you know talked to people on our, our slack and stuff who are like yeah you know I, I live in japan like i am japanese and that is the idea like you know a lot of times these games are for children mm-hmm. you know we like you were above the age limit you know they, they kind of intended age for this and that is why they have that is because you know you have all summer off and you have nothing to do but like do random encounters mm-hmm. you know and as a kid it never bothered me but i have memories of like specific times when it did mm-hmm. you know there were like seeds of the person i am now <laughs> when i was a teen where i would be like oh man i i god i can't believe kane fucking did that like let's i gotta go get him and then <laughs> and then like if it as a kid i was like oh like okay 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 hurry hurry, hurry you know yeah it's impatience um, you know yeah, <laughs> there'd be impatience where now it's just it's it's Sad resignation
2: mm-hmm.
0: now it feels like somebody gave me a crappy watch on my retirement, like every time <laughs> that battle theme opens up it 's like I open up a box and there 's just like the world 's worst watch
1: a t- a and it's,
0: <laughs> yeah, it says like you know uh here 's to here 's to a relaxing uh rest of your life, gorby butterfarb, and i'm like <laughs> they didn't even. Ah! They didn't even... How <laughs> about I it, have to go over Butterfarbs? Butter 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 sad farbs Sad Retirement it, is what I feel every single time it happens, uh, with very, very few exceptions.
1: I thought Renee all Zoll, was really good in Gory, in, in gory Butterfarbs' <laughs> Sad Sad Retirement. A real, a real evocative
0: performance. Yeah. Hugh Grant really played against type. Yeah. As as the shit-smeared Jim D. Sweep, who can't stop, like, touching his own farts. <laughs> yeah <laughs> hello <laughs> i fancy a chuff you know? <laughs>
1: yeah um I, I have a similar experience to you and yeah. for, for, it's, for it's, yeah for me that 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 is that is somewhat that, that that is somewhat allayed uh by the fact that it is portable like there, mm-hmm. there, there are a lot of times where it's like, okay, I'm playing this in bed or I'm, you know, taking a break while I'm waiting for my laundry to, to you know, to ding playing this. And then I get into an encounter at a state time. I'm like, well, put that system to sleep. I'm going to put this down because that was the difference between me continuing or, you know, <laughs> continuing or stopping. And I'm just going to come it, back to this later when I have an
0: ounce of willpower. It is a good signal to go to sleep Yep, for sure. <laughs> and like in portable, like, it made the thing when I was younger, like I probably would have enjoyed a portable version of this. Mm -hmm. I bought all the GBA entries of the final fantasy advance, like things like day and date. Like I was so excited for those to come out Yeah, um, because that's what I always wanted when I was younger. Now it's more like, I cannot imagine a million years not playing this on my PSP. Like (laughs) the idea of sitting at a computer and playing this, uh, it would, it feels like it like a dystopia. Like I'm just sitting there staring, waiting for this thing to keep (laughs) popping up and just like, auto battle like putting the controller down picking it back it, up it, it, putting it, in two inputs putting it down like it's like little inferno <laughs> <laughs> i am
1: literally just i'm taking the calories that it takes to push these buttons and throwing them into a furnace <laughs>
0: fire yeah like <laughs> it's 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 crazy how, so again i'm not going to talk about that all month no, no. but it it imp- it's it's a uh you know a sauce that was over the entire dish mhm you know and uh with some exceptions where it actually works but it's pretty frustrating mhm Um, yeah.
1: Yep. Um, so let's continue to some kind of cool stuff here. You know, we're, we're talking about the fact that the game kind of really restricts the possibility space. It gives you the characters. It decides how they're going to level up. You know, you kill a certain number of enemies until you get the next doodad. You know, this lack of customization is a really notable thing going back to this game, looking at it in the context of the series, you know, other entries are kind of weak on this, like Final Fantasy VI. You're you're really just giving a lot of people the same, like Magisite, Final Fantasy VII. Your characters are your materia, things like that. Here, it's down to a ridiculous degree. But the characters yeah. themselves matter, and the designers can know uh, what kind of encounters you're going to face, you know, with a certain party makeup at a roughly uh, a certain level,
0: right? Right. So they have they have an idea for that, and they generally build things around it. Um, I think, like like everything, this does kind of also suffer in relation to kind of the brain-dead encounters. Yes. You know, like, but when they do matter, um, they can matter in more interesting ways mm-hmm. uh, because of this. And that lack of party customization, to me, is uh, ameliorated largely by the fact that your party is constantly changing. Yes. You know, so, and and that kind of plays into the good part of this pacing. Like, mm-hmm. it is it is a black-and-white cookie where, like, you know, part of it is, uh, the pacing of the story, which is actually very quick and and lively, mm-hmm. you know, like getting new characters, things happening, like it's all like kind of silly melodrama, mm-hmm. but it's, it's good. Yes. You know, it's good. Uh, then <laughs> the, uh, the, you know, the pacing of the battle, which slows that you slows down the actual play. Mm-hmm. Um, but this actually works really well with the lack of character customization. Mm-hmm. Like this is an, an extra a section of two things that work in harmony. Yes. Um, you couldn't do the same kind of thing, uh, as easily with an entry where the characters had customization mm-hmm. um, if you look at um it's kind of why in 6 that customization is limited mm-hmm. right i um, mean i guess 9 does it a little bit we have a bit more customization and the 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 game controls your characters mm-hmm. but at some point that opens up as well yes um, all those games open up to allow you to have kind of everybody and and you know roughly around the halfway point or mm-hmm. you know say before or after like they don't you don't spend most of the game here you spend most of the game on the roller coaster Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's always fun to get somebody new and find out what they have that kind of fulfills that Mm -hmm. customization Yeah, or, um,
1: lose somebody and try to figure out how you're going to fight without them. Because oftentimes you will lose, you know, somebody who has an incredibly valuable skill that maybe you have relied on.
0: Yes. Yeah. And that's cool. Right. Like that, that is, that is a cool strength of this game and ties into the narrative very well.
1: Yeah. Um, Uh, the bummer of that is on repeat plays, you know, when all these things are turning so you can you know, just kind of account for it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like
1: the twisting and turning is not, uh, is not really a thing if you have a map.
0: Yes. Yeah. Just the, why'd you take away all my stuff? <laughs> no, no reason. Like just, no reason. I, I figured you were going to suicide bomb yourself. I don't know. I just had a feeling that you were going to turn yourself into a living bomb. And then like, you know, <laughs> this, you know, bomb, bomb septuagenarian, like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the, uh, yeah. So there's a, uh, with with the roadmap, it's a little bit worse. The first time I played it was amazing, yeah. Right, because it was the first game I'd played like that. Like I'd played some i RP- I'd played Final Fantasy One, I'd played uh, Dragon Quest uh, One and Two at that point. I hadn't played a whole lot of RPGs before mm-hmm. I played this. Yeah. And the fact that it was willing to take characters away at all, um, even though like in, in retrospect, like it becomes part of the charm, but also it just happens so often. <laughs>
1: being a little bit like in the next episode it's going to literally be a one-two punch like we're going to lose like one person and then another person in kind of the same cutscene.
0: yeah it just keeps happening and just keep thinking like cecil's got to throw himself away at some point guys (laughs) well you're thinking all of these people like there's a little bit of that um god like the dark tower trailer like you know when you run into cecil it's like did you tell him that everyone who walks with you dies by my hand You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I
1: really appreciate you tailoring that reference to me.
0: Oh, no problem. I'm trying to make up for the all the negative things I'm gonna say about the after <laughs> <is. laughs> but, <you> years. <laughs> the, um, the uh but the um yeah, so there there's an element of just everyone around Cecil dies like flies uh-huh. and uh it works for the pace of this. Yeah. You know, it works for me. And the characters, again, they're not super well developed, but they're really charmingly sketched mm-hmm. to where like you know, oh. it's not like, you know, Logging onto TV tropes and saying how hard I cried when like, you know, Yang decided to throw himself into that room. But like, mm-hmm. it it can be kind of a like it's just like, ah, it's my yeah. little buddy. It's you know, I. I, yeah.
1: I mean, it, obviously, like I had read like Charlotte's Web or whatever. By the time I had uh, you know was playing this, but like it was very strange to be forced to confront the notion of loss in the story of a video game. Yeah. Uh, at the age that I played this, which was roughly like eight years old,
0: you know. Yes. Yeah. It was it was a very early uh example, not for me for necessarily loss in general, but loss in a video game, like right. loss in an interactive medium. Mm-hmm. Um and that's really cool, right? Like that is something that's actually like important and awesome. And like like so many things, like fantasy started earlier, but yeah. at the same time, like it's still very good. Mm-hmm. You know? Um it is a very good expression of it. Yes. Uh, this is a breezy game. Oh, it's so um, quick. <laughs> which is part of the reason why, like, I think it has this crazy encounter rate, right? Mm-hmm. It's like they probably felt that, you know, somewhat justifiably needed, felt they need to pad this out. Um, there's bonus content on the version we're playing. Mm-hmm. But other than that, um, you can beat in about 20 hours. Right. Um, it's like Chrono Trigger level. Yeah. And you can do that faster. Like 20 hours is like if you're slow walking it. Yeah. Slow walking it, doing any grinding. Mm -hmm. you know things like that um if you don't know where to go if you actually know where to go if you played this before you know 20 hours or less is pretty much the the standard yeah yeah um which works in its favor
1: i think that that's good although when i was young like pretty much everything this seemed bigger um and maybe that was because i was playing this like on subsequent rentals hoping against hope that my save file would not have been destroyed
0: even though when i was younger like i yeah i I had similar because i played this on, on rentals and borrows um, I never owned this, but when I played, finally uh, got around to playing uh, three, six when I was younger. And the only reason why I'm pointing out that Doki Doki fact, fact is because I'm talking about uh, the SNES version mm-hmm. that did feel appreciably longer. Yes. So everything was inflated. I was like, oh, man, Final Fantasy four is the biggest game in the world. And then I played <laughs> six and got to the point where Final Fantasy four would end. And it's halfway through Yep. Final Fantasy six. And it's like, wow, <laughs> you know, was a real like, you know, uh, Eric Wareheim universe exploding gif Oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah. Um so Final Fantasy IV was directed by Hironobu Sakaguchi, uh
1: but the lead designer uh was somebody named Takashi tokita uh and you know he, he i think this was his first full time project with square. He would go on to kind of be a fixture um but notably uh Tokita had a background in theater that kind of informed his work on the game, and that definitely shows with how with how broad and how and how like strongly it hits story beats,
0: yeah. Yeah, the kind of dialogue. Did he do you know um if he worked on six? Um I don't believe that he did. Let me i do not I don't I don't think so either, but six is so explicitly you know theater based. Oh yeah, it's, it, it's, it's it, it, a yeah. yeah
1: opera or musical. Yeah. Um yeah. let me see here. Yeah, no, he did not work on six. Okay. He was an event planner I... for seven and he uh was an executive producer on the six remake for oh, smartphones. Okay. Um oh, gotcha. That's one of the reasons. Again, this is a fact from Retronauts. Sorry, I'm snaking so many other points, but it's an interesting one. Part of the reason why Six never got like a huge remake like uh, like three and four did was the fact that Takashi Tokita uh, doesn't feel like he has any kind of right to go in and redo
0: stuff about Six because he was not involved in that project. Mm. Maybe, and and in some ways that might be for the best. Like as much yeah. as I would like to see a DS version of Six with like you know more difficult and with kind of enhanced different mechanics mm-hmm. i don't necessarily want uh you know six stands up on its own the versions that are around yeah yeah you know pretty well for me other than the cell phone version with that font <laughs> um, so i don't know if this guy chose that font but if so he's got to go
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry man like no, the i'm sorry here your
0: here's your watch uh to Korshi, <laughs> takoda like um yeah. Yeah. So this uh this initially began development as two games, um one for the Famicom and one for the Super Famicom. So uh, they kind of had a foot in both ponds, and they got merged for financial reasons. Yeah, um which makes sense. Like you know it's the the new generation. Yeah, so, um it's it's remarkable to see how
1: short the development cycle is on this. And to cast back, you know I was barely barely sentient and literate at the time these games came out. Um but uh, the fact that Final Fantasy one came out in America in 1990 and then one year later we jumped all the way to 4 here yeah. um on a new system like i can't imagine spanning that
0: <laughs> yeah uh, yeah yeah absolutely
1: yeah um uh so hiromichi tanaka uh who led devel- the development of uh, final fantasy 3 he was initially on the project but when his direction toward making this uh something that wasn't just kind of a standard turn-based uh role-playing game uh you know 3 is a very strange game uh, and you could see why he would be bored with something this kind of straightforward he
0: he left the project yeah. as well three is so close close to being good <laughs> um like it's not I feel like it's not quite there but like it's so close to being good what I need
1: to do is like play a fan translation of the or, original version because that DS version is just a nightmare it's, it's a hateful nightmare yeah <laughs> like,
0: is, I was so excited when that came out oh yeah, First day. So disappointed. I, I, I preview, yeah. I'm like I'm gonna play this lost gem um yeah no I couldn't believe that they had done a job system on the NES. Yep. Like when I, when I first learned that and I was like, but yeah, the DS version is not a good game. No. Um, yeah, I should, I should do the same. Yeah. Um, the, um, yeah. So, uh, Nobuo Uematsu uh, uh compose the music. People are going to throw a fit. Uematsu. Yeah. Yeah. Nobuo Uematsu. Umatsu. Um, um, compose the music for the game. Um, and the music in this is really great. Yeah. Uh, as we mentioned, um, there aren't as many tracks as I remember, mm-hmm. but they're all extremely good. Yeah, uh, extremely good. Extremely
1: good, and they and they span a lot of kind of like genre, you know, mm-hmm. from this more medieval sounding stuff to these things that are like straight up like rock songs, like prog songs. Like the, the just paying attention to and isolating the bass, you know, because we're doing file underwater and you know, Millsy for life.
0: Um, <laughs> I'm listening to the bass tracks on these things. They're so good. Yeah. <laughs> They're, they're very good, and a lot of times um, – something that I noticed through this, like thinking about the compositions, is that a lot of them kind of stick with this standard heroic uh, kind of theme and then switch into this kind of like minor key kind of break. Like a counterpoint like, to it, yeah. Like they all – yeah, they all have like a sad counterpoint, mm-hmm. which I really like. Like even things that are extremely heroic like the um, yeah. like the overworld theme or the uh, airship theme yeah. um, all have like a kind of a sad moment. Mm-hmm um you know and and uh it's really it's just extremely they're really good they're short and like, mm-hmm. they're very it's very simple music you yeah. know it's and, not and, like and they're
1: they're arranged around a similar leitmotif like that pops up over and over again and they da, 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 da yeah yeah
0: yeah <laughs> Um really really good and again as we mentioned that the peak behind the kimono earlier we had to be judicious in our use of tracks just because there's so few of them and they're so good yeah you know so uh picking you know picking any one of them is difficult do you have a, a favorite track this is something we usually do on the show yeah but, uh, man that's
1: that's really hard um maybe into darkness um mm. I, I i like that one an awful lot but like the uh the the, the final boss fight theme is is a
0: killing track i yeah, I, the, I love that as kind of this medley of other themes that have popped up yeah the final boss theme is very good and they almost always are in final fantasy yeah. games like as much as we joke about uh one winged angel like that's a really impressive song it's a it's a very yeah. good song it's very memorable and god like uh the final the last song the Kafka theme oh yeah dancing mad it's ridiculous dancing mad is just like yeah it's
1: unreasonably good i was i was pretty um, upset when i played curtain call and uh the
0: version of dancing mad they have in there isn't 18 minutes long yeah it's like, <laughs> it's, like the unboss of, of of that game um i i like i like both those songs quite a bit uh-huh. um the, uh, and it's hard not to say the Red Wings theme because that's how the game opens. Right, and it's so, it's just, so perfect. That, that, but that, the, that to
1: me is like part and parcel with the entire experience.
0: Yeah, it is very much like that. That will like you know stop me in my tracks. But in re-listening to it, like I love the when the airship theme does turn to that kind of minor key, mm-hmm. like sad and pull out of it. Uh huh. It's really really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, the airship theme in this this game is is probably my favorite airship theme
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, that they've done, and that those are usually good tracks and final fantasy games very much so
1: yeah um i'm also a big fan of uh anything related to Mycidia or Palam and Porum. yeah like those kind of like offbeat like dunk
0: dunk 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 yeah it's um, so like shades of like vivi yeah like the VV theme quotes that mm-hmm. in a really interesting way and in, in nine yeah um we'll get to get to nine at some point like yeah. that is the 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 brother kind of title to this mm-hmm in a lot of ways. So like, it wouldn't make sense to do it next as final fantasies. And I want to take a break from doing traditional JRPGs for a while. Cause oh, yeah, you know, I need to get rid of that tension in my shoulders that comes from that, <laughs> you know, from running into an encounter. But, um, nine is a really interesting com- companion to this. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, th- those, uh, Mistsidia theme is really, really great. That was my favorite one when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's part of why, uh, the devil's factory in six, cause it has those percussive elements.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, reminded me of that Yeah. Um, so th- this game was a, was a huge, huge, huge success, a massive success. It put uh, square on track towards making the kinds of games that would kind of make them leaders in the JRPG genre. Right. Like the, the tracks that made, you know, Final Fantasy seven, the biggest thing in the world um, kind of started here. Right.
1: Yeah. Um. And, you know, pretty much you just had Enix operating as a counterpoint. You had Nintendo and uh, what is it? Hudson doing, uh, do, do, doing Earthbound, like square and their rpgs are synonymous not hudson how fuck me um yeah, i was gonna so, say yeah yeah squ- squ- square you know and their JRPGs are kind of like synony- synonymous with the snes for a lot of people yeah um, and this you know and this was their opening salvo incredibly early on in the systems life cycle
0: yep yeah this uh this trilogy and uh chrome trigger mm-hmm. you know but this is the first yeah um uh, so like we said yeah. earlier this game has been trotted out it's basically
1: like a pretty woman montage it's um, <laughs> like you put put on different hats and
0: send it out to the game stop <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 um but, but she's got a new hat the um yeah the, uh, yes hard. there's a thousand different versions of this um of which i played like shockingly many oh yeah i uh, kind of surprised by like uh, you know, well, I'm I'm, uh, I'm like uh, always the first person to line up for a new version of this. Like the only ones that I haven't played
1: are ones where either hardware or language are the barrier.
0: <laughs> mm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so the original version uh, that came out on Super Nintendo uh, was made for Japanese audiences, right? And I haven't played that version. Nope. Um, but it was localized for North America. And it's called easy type. No, uh, no,
1: the, the different. The North American version and easy type are are separate things. Oh easy, you're easy, right. easy type came after um, came but after that, North that, American version. That's an one. easier
0: version, yes. Yes. The, the North yeah. American version is easier. It's yes. just not called easy type. Right, right. They they they, they simplified it. Um and, E and T easy. Yes, yes. Like so it right. is it is uneasy type,
1: not the easy type. <laughs> right. Yes, you have to use the yeah. indefinite article. Um, uh, They made it substantially easier and less complex, uh, like notably status effect items are not cluttering up your inventory in this one. You just get remedy. Um, They made all of the usual early Nintendo localization choices uh, to get rid of you know religious references to you know they change the gigantic blade that hangs over rosa into a ball as though that is less horrifying (laughs) and the squeezer like a toothpaste tube
0: um and just get rid of everything inside her (laughs) yep
1: um they also got rid of a lot of the uh the special abilities the different characters had so what we played when we were kids um was actually if you can believe it, simpler than you know the, the the uh the version that
0: we're talking about now yes um, and then there is that, you know, that easy type that was released in Japan, mm-hmm. which is even easier. Yeah. And you can, oh. you can kind of understand where they're coming
1: from because they're leading with the story on this, making it so as many people as possible, you know, in in spite of their, uh, kind of game playing ability would be able to see it is kind of a smart move. Like they are showing off, you know, their storytelling ability, uh, in those easier types, uh, than, you know, more, more so than their ability to like make a system.
0: Yes. Yeah, and you know and we'll, we'll get into it like the the special abilities uh, that the characters do have have less of a gameplay impact than i expected them to yeah you know like they're actually not that useful um <laughs> when i read about them when i was young when i first like got wind of them i was super excited oh yeah it seemed like would change re- everything you know when yeah, I'm like, and it doesn't
1: when, when yeah. i'm look, when i'm just like looking for animated gifs of characters on a geo city site and they say like oh did you know that
0: you- <laughs> cecil would be able to use the dark wave wait a minute what the dark wave like it it sounds like the coolest fucking thing in the world and then you know it's actually it's like like most times this is a bad value proposition so (laughs) don't use it yeah um the easy type also
1: changed the sprite for the final boss uh for zaromas made it more of like a a amalgamation of a bunch of different kind of like monster types um Hmm. you you are able to see that sprite at the end of the challenge dungeon in the game boy advance and the uh, complete chronicles remake
0: yes uh, which I did not do the challenge dungeon, but I looked it up. Yeah. And saw and saw that sprite. Um yeah. And I like the original like OG space tumor Xeromas oh, yeah. better. Original Zeromas is great. Yeah. OG Zeromas for life. <laughs> um the PlayStation version, remember those those ports, um, <laughs> developed by Tosei. And released as part of Final Fantasy Chronicles in America, um, had a new translation. A lot of technical issues and loading. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's the same thing with Chrono Trigger. Um, that's the same thing with the Final Fantasy Final Fantasy Origins. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other Final, it's like there's Chronicles, and then what's the other one? Uh, it's, uh, um, it's Archives a, so
1: an anthology came out first. Anthology. That was that was uh, Final Fantasy Five and Six. It was the first playable version of Five, of five. Um, yeah. that came out in America, um, and I struggled through that
0: yeah <laughs> because, I play, yeah i played all of these yeah. all the playstation i still have them i think oh yeah me too they're on a shelf um, behind me <laughs> yeah so the, uh, but they're not good ports
1: yeah but it was a, uh, it was it was uh um, oh gosh anthology
0: and then chronicles yeah. uh chronicles had final fantasy 4 and chrono trigger in it yeah um origins was the first time that we got two as well yes um so that was a big deal like it was really cool that those were coming out they just weren't very good right yeah um, um it, it was it was notable like
1: one of the reasons that i you know, was really excited about getting, uh, Chronicles with, you know, with, with four, uh, mainly for Chrono Trigger at that point, because it was incredibly expensive on the SNES. Um, but, uh, that new translation of four was a really big deal for me. The fact that it actually was done by a native English speaker, um, mm-hmm. actually did, you know, bring a little bit more color and texture to it, as opposed to the incredibly simplified, uh, localization we got, um, that yeah. kind of hinted at the story in very simplistic terms yes
0: yeah yeah um there is a uh that playstation version we talked about is the basis for the Wonderswan color version um i have not played that i haven't picked up a Wonderswan color yet no no but but someday i'm curious about it um and that yeah. was
1: that that was very attractive to me as like oh a portable file fantasy game that's great um yeah. and we would get that uh later on tose would uh develop the port for the game boy advance that came out in like 2005 again like I, that wasn't a day and day purchase. I think my girlfriend at the time bought it for me for my birthday. Mm. Yeah. Um, this got another revised translation that was a little bit more in jokey um, uh, restored some of the abilities that were moved in the, in the original North American version and added this bonus
0: content and gave it the ability to choose your party after a certain point. Yes. Which is all very interesting. Yeah. Um, the GBA version is like my second favorite version of this to play. Yeah. Um, with those GBA ports, um, the sound is never as good. Right. And that's just kind of, and you know, the GBA doesn't have a headphone jack. So like, you know, a lot of times those are when I'm okay missing out on the absolutely killer music and just listening to a podcast or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those versions, but I have a soft spot for all three of those ports. Yeah. Um, there are, uh,
1: people who get very angry at those ports uh, They do. for, for the, uh, for the bugginess, uh, that's the, the, the
0: two things. It's the sound and then the bugginess yeah, and like yeah. the bugs suck. Yep. Right. um, I guess like that kind of intersects to me with the uh, that kind of the, the the general like wheat paste of a lot of the play, though. Mm-hmm. So like I'm just not going to interact with those bugs are rarely going to make a difference. You know, they're annoying, but I don't you know, most of the stuff is just tappa tap tappa. Like I don't really need to pay that much attention mm-hmm. to get through it. So like the bugs didn't bother me. Right. Particularly. It also is the last version of this to come out with the old kind of old school graphics. Right. Right. Um, which I think are better uh kind of across the board, so the um i still I still think that version has a lot to recommend it, yes, even though some people hate it
1: um, if, um you, you know, text
0: hate too <laughs>
1: uh what 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 I learned uh is that those bugs are not actually present in the European version uh mm. if you are the kind of scoundrel who is playing these off the back of a truck, uh you can get the European version and play it um relatively intact. The music mm. is still a problem, but you don't have the uh you don't have the turn skipping problem, yeah. Which is good.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, the biggest remake that this got was for the Nintendo DS. Um, it gave it 3D graphics and voice acted cutscenes, um, And they made it incredibly hard. There are choices that they made in uh, changing some of the bosses to specifically stick it to people who thought that they were big shots and could just walk through this entire thing.
0: It's almost an entirely different game. Yes. Uh, it is by far the biggest difference Yeah, uh, that, that we have that we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. um here and i think this has a lot to recommend it too. Mm-hmm. um i never beat this version um i find some of the choices like too hateful
2: yeah
0: you know like some of the things like specifically i don't like um as much as i like the idea of the uh the emblems or they call it emblems as much as i like the idea of that i don't like how they articulate like some of them you need to pass up in order to get other ones yeah and there's really yeah. no way to know that no you um, have i have think that
1: look up a fact and make yourself a spreadsheet like i did
0: yeah, I think that's bad. I think it's bad design. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, not that you made a spreadsheet. I think that's good. All you right. did good. Game did bad. Um, Buttering I think that that. Up. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, You're looking real good today, man. You lost weight. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the after years is a travesty. The, uh... <laughs> um, the yeah. So I think that's really interesting. Um, and some of those things, like I wanted like augments and stuff. Like that's more player like choice. That's more you know character customization. I would have liked that in an ultimate version of this, um, while wanting to take or like with while wanting to leave the graphics and voice acted cutscenes. I don't, I don't like those. Yeah, like it's not as ugly as a Dorito. Like it's not old, absolutely Dorito Golems, but mm-hmm. it's pretty much Dorito Golems.
1: Right, right. It's uh, it's it's super deformed. Um, the the, the art style, which I guess is a better decision than making it hyper realistic. I would have preferred that they stylized it in a way that didn't give them like massive heads. Um, yeah. and little triangle hands it, it kind of and takes I, away
0: from the from the uh you know action a little bit for me a and bit i would of, have much preferred it just be pixels like just add those gameplay elements but not make it 3d
1: yeah, yeah
0: you know um because that's i you know we talked about it before i think that's the era that has aged the worst yeah. to me um this is the version that also came on uh, pc if you want to play final fantasy 4 on steam mm-hmm. or on ios and android yes and i haven't played on there i'm sure it plays fine yeah yeah um you know i'm sure this is like if you if you know, you're going to play this on your phone. I, I bet you it works just fine. Yeah. Um,
1: and then there's the version that we played. It uh, was remade for the PSP as Final Fantasy IV, the complete collection. That's kind of the Goldilocks, I think. Uh, it takes the, uh, the the Game Boy Advance version, uses a slightly different translation, up, upgrades the graphics in a way that's, like, not terrible, but it doesn't, to me, have as much character uh, as the yeah. choices that they made to really simplify the art. And, like, I'm pretty attached to Purple Hair or Cecil.
0: Yeah, it's not as bad as it could be, right? Like, it, but it's also I prefer the SNES versions yeah. of the graphics. Um, yeah, but it's not, it's not bad. Nope, looks okay. And you can toggle between the sound. You can toggle between or, like barely a different arrangements <laughs> or the original sound, which I like. I feel like the complete collection should have just contained everything in the above. Like, <laughs> yeah. These are really small. Yeah, these are really small games. It should just give you the option. Like, you know, I, don't, I understand like the sim, you know everyone should just do something about all the problems. Like, I understand yeah. that's more complicated because. <laughs> people owned rights to things, but I really feel like that GBA version should have been included in this mm-hmm. since it's so different. Yeah. Yeah. Like the complete collection should have had more than just the after years. And this isn't me ragging on after years. I just feel mm-hmm. like having the choice of like saying down, like, you know, for like super fans, which like, you know, I kind of am like mm-hmm. being able to say like, Oh, you know, I'm going to give the, uh, the DS version another shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and do it on the, on the same cart. Yeah. Uh, uh give me a printout
1: of, uh, can smiling. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, there we go. That's a good nut yeah.
2: for, for yeah. the introduction.
0: So let's, uh, let's get into it. Tell me a little bit about the plot, plot Cole.
1: Yeah. Uh, so this game does not begin with a small kid in a town that's about to burn down. Um, that, that comes later, actually. Uh, <laughs> it begins immediately. Meteor Rest uh, with our main character, Cecil. And I'm going to say Cecil a couple of times because I grew up in the Midwest and we just, that's just how we said it sometimes. I think both are acceptable. Yeah. I think both are a name. Yeah. You know,
0: like I, I think that there are people who call themselves Cecil.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, but he's with his crew. He's on this airship, which, hey, that's
1: interesting. Normally we don't see the airship until, like, way into these games. Um, and they're talking about this kind of horrible thing that they have just done. It opens on a war crime.
2: hmm
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, it starts off with this, like, this character. This, is this to me, is the way to do the super tortured protagonist. hmm And they do, like, I think that uh, Cecil Cecil... Uh, is a good version of what they would later do kind of crappily with with Squall.
1: Right, right. Uh,
0: because there's a sense of, like, it's actually like a sense of enormity
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> to everything that he does, as opposed to Squall, who's just kind of like ambiently sad for no reason. <laughs> right, he's just, you a know, kid. like, yeah, et cetera, so, that's the point, et cetera, et cetera, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, gotta, I gotta stop, but. Uh, hitting people off when they're going to say that's the point but i just feel like that's that's gonna just happen so often yeah you know like saying that like saying this is kind of annoying or lame uh Uh is not really obviated by saying it's the point that's annoying and lame like (laughs) um but both of us have a lot of affection for Final fantasy like we're not shitting on the entire product even though that's like that's another one that i would be good to to get to Mm -hmm. just because i think the systems in that game are so interesting um you know the the plot and characters are not my favorite thing but the systems that are so cool and weird um yeah so anyway so uh th- they're all thinking back to this kind of war crime uh that they've done with this music that is uh you know either at the beginning of the episode or is playing now or both um <laughs> that is just like you know again murder music yeah like murders your heart like it is it is so so good mm-hmm. um they were sent on a mission to mysidia uh to steal the water crystal and they killed a bunch of mages yeah as they did it, like, <laughs> so like- you are starting as a villain
1: Yeah. Like, you know, like you're, you're coming on, they're begging for their lives and you're saying, you know, I'm sorry, you know, you may not understand why we're doing this, but it's on orders from the King of Baron, you know, like I, you know, we know you're a sovereign nation of mages, incredibly powerful, but we need that crystal. Um, Mm -hmm. and if you're going to get in our way, we will kill you. Um, you know, and they, they did it, but everybody there is conflicted. Cecil, Biggs, Wedge,
0: all of them. Yes. As we will later learn in a weird bit of revisionist history. Uh, Yeah. 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 (laughs) But, um, so, uh, you know, Cecil, we find out, you know, like he's kind of kind of towing the line. Like he's, you know, he is he's soldier, but he's conflicted by his or- orders. Yeah. Um, you know, he just following orders. Monsters attack. And uh, we see kind of our preview of the battle system without actually being able to do it. This is still uh, a cutscene. scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cecil uses items Yeah. Uh, to take them out in a way that you probably won't in the game.
1: In the, oh, gosh, 20, 22 years that I've been playing this game. I've never used a red fang, I don't think. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so like, here's my Arctic Wind. Uh, you know, I, I've used them, but it's pretty rare. Right, right. Um, you know, and I get why they're in there, but I, I don't think it's necessarily a system that works. Yeah. And it also impacts the kind of uh, the dungeon design and the the, tre- the you know the treasure, like your your reward system, which yeah, we'll talk yeah. about when we start getting into the dungeons. But in general, I think those items are kind of a real misfire. Yeah, um, yeah. bigger than they maybe initially seem. Yeah, but,
1: but um, here it's really cool because you're seeing these big screen spanning effects.
0: Yeah. Um, which are just incredible, like <laughs> compared to the last, you know, RPGs I played, um, which were on the NES, where a lot of time it was just a screen flash. Like mm-hmm. it'd be a strobe. Yeah. You know, or just like a little d- 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 little dots. And all of the spell effects here are very impressive and huge mm-hmm. and and cool looking.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, they're remarking like, hey, the monsters have been getting worse recently. Like there is there there is something up. Normally, this would not have been a problem
0: for us. Yeah. I love the idea of the monsters being like a barometer like a like a weather effect. Yeah. Like it's just monster out outside. Yeah. <laughs> <So, laughs> yeah, um, uh, cincinnati has got a bear problem recently. Yep, yeah. It was just bears. Yeah. Um the uh so you get to Baron Castle and uh the town of Baron and you know again that killing music starts with that military march. Um and uh when you turn uh you run into Began uh mm-hmm. and or again, I don't know. Um, I always said Began. Yeah. I said was. Began as well. Uh, cause he's famous for his Began strips. He
1: Cuts off some of his snake arms for you.
0: Yeah, When he, when he goes back and, and plays strip poker and everybody <laughs> crowds around for Began strips and on yeah. the sprite, he just kind of turns around, but there's an implied strip tease going on. Oh, of course. Yeah. He throws off um, his little,
1: the little cape. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he says, you know, you have to go to the King, you go to the King, you give up the crystal, but you're like, Hey, you know what? My men and I, uh, we just murdered a bunch of guys. Yeah. Like they, they, it, were, they didn't resist. It got dog. pretty
1: rowdy over there. Like, why yeah. did you tell us to attack if they if they were just going to beg for their lives? Like, I know they didn't want to hand over the crystal, but this this isn't adding up.
0: Yeah, this is this isn't this doesn't become you. This no. is fucked up, dog. Yeah. Um, The king is like and this is all like fake shit. You know, <laughs> this is all just like, I, I can't believe you do this. I raised you like a son. Like, he's just manipulating you into making you feel bad right he's up to you know he doesn't give a shit about you no He's gone, dog. <laughs> um,
1: i can't have somebody in charge of the red wings which is you know the the airship fleet the baron has that they you know use to basically control the world and become this massive military power he says i can't trust you with that if you don't trust me so like yeah. you know i'm gonna bust you down to sergeant
0: yeah you're off the case <laughs> um you know so fast your badge spins um and in fact here's your your new mission just take this package to the village of mist and don't ask questions about it right and cecil at this point is still duped um which you can't really blame him because again no, this like,
2: is like surrogate
1: father it's yeah it's, it's a surrogate father this is a, you know it's his entire identity he is you know basically the right hand of the king you know mm-hmm. <laughs> no matter how much he questions it he still has this you know kind of sense of duty um Cain bursts in, you know Cecil's best friend says, like, hey, you you know, you can't do this. You know, what's what's going on? And he gets busted down too. You know, two for flinching.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh so uh, so, so they're both, you know. Hey, like, okay, if you're so if you're so sure about that, accompany him. You also get this garbage job to go to Mist. Yeah. Nobody likes Mist. Um, <laughs> because the only way to get there is through monsters. Right. <laughs> um, so you can kind of go around, you're you're given control at this point. You can kind of explore, um, We can probably talk about this generally rather than specifically Um, kind of the the castle rhythm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is kind of neat when you when you get to a new castle in these games like you can you can generally uh, go and poke around for secrets and treasure. Yeah, Um, it is kind of a cool rhythmic concern to the gameplay Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, finding the secret passages or finding ways to, you know, get them to let me into their treasure room and the like Mm -hmm. when I was younger was, was extremely cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and you can kind of take the temperature of the area. Like this is still a JRPG of that vintage. Mm -hmm. So the NPCs, um, I don't even know how you explain how they, they function as like a news ticker. Yeah. Um, You know, they're not characters. Like they don't, you know, have concerns. They're not that interesting. They just Mm -hmm. kind of say like, here is the, you know, here is what you should be thinking about right now.
1: They're, they're little two lines of information. Pinatas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah um Tiny human chirons. i don't i don't know why it you know, i don't know what it is about these games in particular um and 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 this one in, in very specific like normally at this point i just wish rpg towns were menus because that mm-hmm. that should be how they function i you know even going back to this i am still all about checking the nooks and crannies because like there are hidden passageways there are buttons you can press um you know different uh you know different houses in these towns have different uh different treasures inside like i like exploring them like they are these old non-combat dungeons
0: yeah it's very similar to the castle section of the castle stood out more for me but the towns function the same uh way so i think it's because they're they're well designed yeah you know there's stuff to do mm-hmm. uh, and then which is not always the case and it's uh one of the things about this being like an overhead you know 16-bit game uh in its original car- incarnation is that it just it takes no time to like get through them mm-hmm. so it's not like um you know, this is this is uh, much more annoying. Like I want like three two bit towns to be menus pretty yeah. much in, in JRPGs because a town could be like seven screens. And, you know, like there's like associated like little bits of loading and you kind of have to like find yourself in the screen because it's this fixed camera angle, etc. This it's like, you know, it's maybe four screens, mm-hmm. you know, of your thing. It's very quick to explore. Um, and there's usually cool stuff there. Yeah. Like uh, the the town rhythm in this game is very neat. Um, that is a strength. And it was really, again, uh, Eric Wareheim, mind blow gift. Uh, you know, when a mind blow gift, um, I, I received a mind blow gift yep. when I was young about it.
1: <laughs> right. Um, and as you're going around, the temperature of Baron Castle is that uh, people are uneasy about the state of things. They're uneasy about the king's decision making. Um, and, you know, in talking to Cain, you know, we learn a little bit of history. Cecil took up the dark sword, you know, under the king's direction. You know, like, hey, this is a terrible power, but we have to, you know, take it up if we're able to, if we're going to be able to, you know, solve the problems that are facing Baron. Um, yes. And Cain would have done it, but, he, you know, his, his dad was a dragoon. So,
0: Whomp. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot of kind of lineage theming. Yeah. yeah. Going on in this game, like a lot of the the father mm-hmm. passing out of the son, yeah. et cetera. Um, other things you can do kind of in the castle and town are you can go to these like tutorial rooms that kind of tell you everything. Um, this is a Final Fantasy staple, mm-hmm. um, but uh, it's useful here. Um, and kind of check out, uh, you know, and on your way out, um, you head to your tower because you're going to go to sleep and leave first thing in the morning, and you run to Rosa, uh, who is your love interest. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This um, doesn't develop. Like, it's not just a will they or won't they. Like, they're obviously entangled, you know, at the start. Yes.
0: She expressed concern,
1: you know, over him. Glad he's okay. But Cecil is not, you know, opening up because he doesn't want to kind of expose her
0: yeah. to the horrors, all the murder he did. <laughs> right. You know, so he he doesn't want her to know because I mean there there is and this um actually gets worse in the after years, but there is kind of a weird sexism in this game. Like yeah. Rosa is not necessarily like treated as a hero in her own right. No. When uh, she and gets damseled is. consistently. Yeah. Um consistently um, and thoroughly. Se- Cecil's attitude
1: toward her is one of just like I need to protect her. Yes. You know, and even even back to Back to like, oh, I just just sit here and stay safe and stay still.
0: Even though you are capable and can help, it really yes. sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure we got that in so people can say we spent 70% of the episode right, talking right. about social justice stuff. Okay, cool. So, cool. yeah, now the, the the two hours that we spent <laughs> on how the game is kind of sexist uh, can be. <laughs> it's 1994, but it's also something that could have been assuaged in translation. Mm-hmm. And the after years came out in 2008. Yeah. And in some ways is actually worse mm-hmm. as far as that goes. So it is, uh, you know, it is worth noting. I noticed it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm going to bring it up. Yep, it's not the best. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh there's a castle
1: prison where you find some Assidia mages you didn't kill everybody, you know, who resisted you and they beg Cecil, like, hey, return the water crystal. Like you you have no idea what you're doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and you can be like, Well, sorry, dog. Like, <laughs> sorry I put you in prison. Um could have been worse. Yeah. Um further into the castle as you're heading up to your tower, your friend Sid uh heals you from from up, up above yeah. and says, like, hey, you know, what's what's going on? <laughs> you know, you I heard heard some shit. Yeah. Um, you know, and also says, like, hey, take care of Rosa. Yeah. yeah. Um, they have this kind of avuncular relationship. Um, he's the engineer. He creates the, the airships, mm-hmm. or creates them, and is, uh, when he finds out you got demoted, like, he's shocked by this.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's like, nobody can take care of my ships like you do. This is this is beyond the pale. Yes. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. And then during the night, uh, Rosa comes and says, like, hey, you know, like, I've got you cornered. I'm not going to let you, you know, not tell me what's going on because you seem really torn up about this. Um, yeah. you know, he opens up and she's like, Hey, you know, don't
0: mope. There are ways that you can help this. Like she compels him into action. Yes. There we go. In the morning, uh, Cecil and Cain meet up uh, to leave outside the castle, and that's when the opening sprawl yeah. happens. <laughs> I kind of explains the Final situation. Fans. The theme is really good. Like it, this is a good articulation of it as well. <laughs> um, I think it's like it, when I think about all the Final Fantasy themes together, like I watched a little bit of there's like a supercut mm-hmm. that puts all of them together and it's the same theme. So it, it gets pretty bland. Mm-hmm. But um, the older versions with more blippy, bloopy music, mm-hmm. um, the notes have so much like higher attack yep. on them that it becomes more dynamic than the later versions that are softer. Yeah. Um, I like the Final Fantasy theme when it is in a sixteen bit game much more than I like it in a thirty two bit game. Yeah. When it's kind of just like it sounds more mushy because there's just not, you
1: know. Yeah, it's just a, it's 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 a little bit it's more arranged.
0: Things yeah. are swelling too much, yeah, as opposed yeah. to getting to
1: where they're going. The, the the one exception that I feel to that is when it's present on the main menu of Final Fantasy twelve, like that is an arrow aimed directly at my heart. Yeah. I think that that, that, have, that, that arrangement I, is very good.
0: I have not uh, not revisited. Yeah. So my oh, that's that's final it. fantasy 12 is coming out uh, coming up a lot because time of recording this, the re-release of that just came out.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's installed. Like I'm, I'm, I'm desperately impatient to play
0: it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm real curious about that. Like, I'll be curious. I've talked to a couple of people in the Slack because people mm-hmm. in Slack are talking about it as well. Yeah. And it, it's probably going to be a price drop for me before I try it again. Yeah. Um, it sounds like the, the kind of changes change, like some of my issues with it, not all. Right. So I am uh, curious to give it another shot. Mm-hmm. Um, it will probably help a little bit at the very least. Yeah um yeah the uh so as we mentioned you can kind of explore baron and you want to to get get stocked up on on items and the like um and this kind of shows you like you know people live here Mm -hmm. right like this is something that you know you didn't play this in final fantasy one like the characters don't live anywhere no um here it's like no this is where rose's mom is this is where sid's daughter is Mm -hmm. um you can find like kind of your roots yeah
1: yeah um you know cecil obviously lives in the tower he's the knight but like everybody has these connections you know it's not like you know huge you know it's it's a couple of buildings arranged around this waterway uh but there's like little like slice of life kind of things you know sid's daughter is very you know protective of him you know like she (laughs) like basically if she wasn't around he wouldn't change his clothes or eat you know it's that kind of situation uh you know he's an
0: engineering student
2: right
1: um and then then you (laughs) burn um yeah and then you also have like the you know this dancer that you can that, that you can uh talk to and have her uh you know shake it for you and like there's treasure in the water like just cool to go around and you know see the edges of this
0: Well, and most uh to me most kind of like cool and importantly there are locked doors yep so you're gonna you know it's oh i'm gonna come back here later and do stuff like this ends up becoming like a drama location this is not just a pit stop to get potions um even though you should get potions here Mm -hmm. um there's also a uh, chocobo forest to the south where you can take a chocobo to mist cave um you know if you want to avoid encounters uh, I always feel like I'm always worried since this game does have like a level up, or, like a level up threshold that mm-hmm. by doing so, I'm going to like fuck myself over. Yeah. You know, by fucking myself out of experience, but you can do it, especially if you're kind of backtracking or exploring. Yeah. Um, and uh, the way uh, Chocobos work is you go into the forest, the white ones re- restore your uh, mana and the yellow ones allow you to ride them uh, over land. And uh, it's a one way trip. Yeah. And you listen to a theme song, which is a thoroughly middling chocobo theme song i think yeah in the it,
1: world of those it, it lacks like, like most of the other ones that you get have a genre um i yes. forget if in final fantasy 3 which might have been the first one where you can ride a chocobo please do not crucify me if that's incorrect i forget what that one sounds like most of the other ones have like surf the chocobo or techno de chocobo um yeah you know like this they're... one's
0: just kind of chocobo de chocobo, de chocobo.
2: <laughs> right uh the,
1: yeah. the the one that uh that's kind of the samba uh when you ride the uh the black chocobo is, is
0: is much better i like that mm-hmm. yeah um. Yeah, and then we get introduced to our world map, which is very limited. Like the game's gonna partition this off, you know, as to what you can you can do. Right. Um. You can pretty much just go to the upper left mm-hmm. here. Um. You can pull up. Um. At this point, you don't have it, but you can pull up a world map through a spell. Yeah. Uh. In this version, and you can kind of see what you're dealing with here. Mm-hmm. But for now, it's like we're just dealing with a small continent. Right. Uh. Of a castle, a town, and a cave, and the cave is mist cave. Mm-hmm. Um. Which gives us our dungeon uh, theme.
2: The
0: uh, here, which is very good. Yeah. Yeah. Into darkness. Uh, which is extremely good. Um, when I was somehow between the last time I played this and this time, I was under the impression that this was the theme for the Mist Cave, but that there are other dungeon themes. There, there um, is
1: one other dungeon theme that you get. Uh, well, there is also like the the, the lunar cave. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's like what is it? Uh, like World of Illusion is what plays when you're in the Sylph Cave, like the
0: basically the underground caves. Yes, but most of them are this. Yes. Which to me, like you, you end up listening to the song a lot. Yeah. Uh, here. Um, it's a good song, though. Um, yeah. This is a really neat song. um, And there are these transparency effects. It's called the Mist Cave, cave because it's all full of mist. It's yeah, all misted up. Yeah.
1: Um, and this gives you some really basic battles. You know, you're going to fight these uh, little imps or goblins uh, with their jaunty little caps. Um, mm-hmm. You're fighting needle rats, uh, which counter your physical attacks um mm-hmm. you know so you have to learn you know that there will be reprisal um and also you know, you don't have a healer you have you know cecil who's a dark a dark knight and you have kane who's a who's who's a dragoon um and you have to rely on these items to heal
0: yes um and we'll talk about let's talk about these characters yeah um so cecil uh you know kind of a physical like kind of all-arounder yeah. um good good physical attack um can equip a shield uh, so he has good defense and his special ability is dark wave in which you sacrifice uh, some HP to do kind of middling damage to everything to, on the yeah, to uh, ever to all the enemies. Um, I barely ever use this. Yeah, um, not super useful. More useful Kane, uh, you know, who can attack and use items like normal is very similar stat wise. Uh, but he has a, a move called jump, which allows him to kind of like for a modest charge time and mm-hmm. kind of a wait for it to execute. You can do double damage. Yeah. Um, I believe to an enemy. Yeah, and I think it,
1: it's uh, double. It's it's roughly double, and it gets better, I believe, if you have a if you have a
0: a spear. A Although I think maybe, it's one point five otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and that also takes him out of the battle for a little bit. So if there is a big attack coming, uh, you know, he can uh be out of harm's way while also yes. doing a lot of damage. It's very yes. it's a, it's a very useful attack.
0: Yes, for better and for worse. Sometimes when you have uh, people who are more squishy, I'd rather have Kane, who is fully armored up, take some of those attacks. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up not using this quite as much as I would otherwise either. Mm-hmm. You know, it's cool, like it's better than Dark Wave. Yeah. Um, and flavor wise, it's very cool. Like that's what these guys do. Yeah. And I'll you know?
1: I'll always be down for a Lancer. Like that's yeah. a good thing. Good character. Yeah. Um but this um, this dungeon is pretty basic, right? You know, it's just one one level, you know, kind of one screen. You know, you're you're scrolling around, but like there are not uh different uh levels. You're, you're not going up you're not going up and down stairs. Yeah.
0: And we can let's uh, let's do do our type five or whatever on dungeons in this game anyway. Yeah. Because in the future we can kind of talk about you know a couple of specific gimmicks and enemies, but the basic dungeon kind of analysis, mm-hmm. like this, is a fine place to put it because mostly dungeons articulate very similarly. Yes. Um, Incre- with the exception of like again a couple of gimmicks. Incredibly featureless. Yeah, they're real basic.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, they do the same thing uh, that we talked about last year with Fantasy Star Four, and we talked about Final Fantasy Seven, where there are kind of like dead ends designed to pad it out.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, You know, you get to a place where there, you can only see a couple different places to go. One of them contains a treasure. One of them is the critical path. One of them is a pointless dead end. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of have to try them uh, to get there. Um, They're featureless. And like, there's just, there's not a lot to kind of spice them up as things. Like, I think they are uniformly very bland Mm -hmm. um, with just a couple of exceptions. So it bums me out pretty, pretty rough like you know like i did not remember that when i was uh when i was younger when i played this and last time i played it it just kind of slid off my mind but i want i want there to be more to this yeah um you know and then there's not yeah they they so,
1: they just kind of feel like empty space that has a time tax associated with the uh, random the random encounters yes
0: yeah and and when i was talking about those items that Cecil uses on the airship so uh you know the reason why you're going you know in dungeons is where you find treasure um that's the other thing you're doing other than trying to make a beeline Mm -hmm. um there is kind of like a bloodborne-esque uh (laughs) issue with this as far as incentivizing exploration where like um a lot of times you're getting single-use consumables that are not very useful Mm -hmm. um you know going down a thing and fighting two random battles in order to get a potion doesn't feel good right um You know, so that happens a lot of times or getting, you know, again, like a bomb fang or a Arctic wind or something like that, because, yes, you can use them, but it doesn't really seem worth it when you can just attack. Um, Sometimes you can use those to hit a weakness uh, and they can actually be good. But most of the time, no.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a Um, it's a last ditch kind of thing for me. Yes.
0: Um, the two, the two exceptions is like one, when you get equipment, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, the big thing, you're going to be able to find equipment that is as good or better than equipment you can buy,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, almost across the board. So that is the reason why you want to explore these more fully. And then two, um, and I don't know if you had the same experience, but like at no time when I played this before now, did I realize how fucking OP brown, bronze and silver hourglasses are. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is like, that's a, that a game winning item. Mm-hmm. Like that, that wins you the battle. Yeah. Uh, so like when I got to the kind of harder dungeons, uh when i'd have these kind of difficult encounters like that's what won it mm-hmm. you know like these items that i was finding everywhere that i just thought were trash they're among a bunch of other trash <laughs> right. you know like I, I picked it up next to a bomb thing which i don't give a shit about they have the cadence but, like, of so, trash. they have the, <laughs> the cadence of trash it looks like trash smells like trash but it's actually extremely good it's like penicillin <laughs> like this just looks like, <laughs> like moldy garbage but in fact it will heal me um so those things are great, and like being on the lookout for those, you can never buy them. Right. Um, those are very useful. Yes. Um, and essentially, those casts stop for varying amounts of time, and they uh, have a higher hit rate. It seems like than the spell. Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, well, they yeah, also, like, they, they,
0: they, yeah, they deploy instantly, and anybody can yes. use them, like you said. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Um, so the the but ends up being kind of like an annoying part of these dungeons, though, is that uh, because you don't know whether you're going to get trash or treasure. Um, you don't know whether you're going to get critical path or a dead end. You kind of have to explore them all. Mm -hmm. Like if I saw a chest I didn't get, um, sometimes I would look up online to see if it was worth getting, if it would be a (laughs) huge pain in the ass. Yeah. But most of the time it's like, I can't really leave that in case it's something good. Mm -hmm. Um, and you end up, you know, it feels like padding. Like you end up going through and traversing every path of this dungeon. Yeah. Um, on that coin flip, Mm -hmm. you know, and it, it kind of, it's, it's, contributes to them being a bummer to me
1: yeah and it's the usual problem with those with those choices like oh i i found the right path to the door well now i need to go back anyway and go down those other paths because there might have been treasure i missed
0: yes um it is something where like the dungeons aren't quite as long but when we did fantasy star Four last year like i was safe stating at the the beginning of (laughs) you know uh, branches. Here, if I was on my, uh, you know, on a computer, I might have done the same thing. Right. You know, so I couldn't. And they're not quite as long, but it is an annoying thing to me. Mm-hmm. Going down an end uh, of a thing and getting, uh, you know, getting a dead end or getting the critical path yeah. uh, is very obnoxious to me. Yeah. That and frustrating.
1: Later, you know, later games in the series would make this problem less noticeable by giving you, like, interesting spaces to explore. Like, they would be pretty yeah <laughs> you know and that counts for something it doesn't count for everything like it's still mechanically you know very similar um you know brings a lot of the same baggage to it but here they're way, you know, they're
0: way shorter too yeah like if you if you take the actual amount of space sorry to interrupt you but like the same amount of space you traverse in a final fantasy 7 dungeon mm-hmm. um it you, it's way less space right so it's pretty it takes less time you know there's just kind of more to it yeah um,
1: so. it's hard to go back. And again, if it sounds like we're holding this against a game that was developed before all of that stuff was there, kind of, but also we're looking at this with modern eyes. So,
0: yeah, I mean, they re-released it and yeah. what, you know, yeah. whatever, like 2008, whatever year this came out, 2010, mm-hmm. um, neither of those are right, but they, they re-released it uh, on one of these, uh, you know, one of these years. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, it's made to be played with modern eyes, Yeah. you know? So as much as it is, uh, you know, a little bit of a racist grandpa problem, it also impacts play quite a bit. Um and i and I don't remember that being it's not like a universal problem mm-hmm. right like there's a little bit more action in like there are more dungeons with gimmicks in six mm-hmm. you know there are more kind of see even in five yeah like five dungeons have more verticality there's kind of more interesting bits
2: mm-hmm.
0: to this yeah um so near you as you approach the end, uh, a voice kind of comes from the from the mist and tells you to stop um and eventually the mist gathers, and then you have to fight the boss, the mist dragon,
2: yeah.
1: is your kind of requisite first Final Fantasy boss um, that will teach you sometimes it is better not to
0: attack. Yes. Yeah. He becomes a Mist Form, which he gets a powerful counter. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just don't want to hit him during that. Right. And the, the characters will straight up just tell you that. Yeah. Um, and this this is the first time, as far as I know, of that tradition. Well, it's the only the first uh, this... time they could have. Yes. Yeah, because of ATB. Mm hmm. Um, you know where it is uh, uh i mean you, you could have done it otherwise where it just kind of after you attack it puts its guard up yeah and then you have to spend a turn guarding but it wouldn't be as dynamic right um here it's like sometimes you're going to accidentally attack you're going to dial in your your attack and then have them turn into mist mm-hmm. um this is an interesting trick that they repeat too many times yeah um almost all the elemental th- fiends do it mm-hmm. um some way or another and uh, even if they have different keys to their lock like this is interesting, but it's not unlimitedly interesting. It's not ultimate, you know, doesn't have an infinite amount of interest for me. Right. So it's cool the first time, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is an interesting thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, by and large, most bosses are going
0: to have a gimmick to them. Um, mm-hmm. This is just a common gimmick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. One to many times. But eventually, I mean, you're going to beat it. Um, jump is really good because uh, even if you end up taking the, the hit, the, the counterattack, you've probably done enough damage to where it feels worth it. Yeah. Yeah. With the heal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> eventually you kill this uh, this poor dragon. Yeah, uh, which has some pretty bad consequences
1: uh, <laughs> because, you know, you walk into the Village of Mist and the package that you've been told to bring is actually something called the Carnelian Signet. Um, yes, and with, this
0: is just a this isn't the consequence of killing the dragon. This is what was no, going, this was no. the mission in the first place. It's
1: two terrible things that you're doing kind of simultaneously. Yes, uh, <laughs> it's a little bit more on the nose uh, in the uh, in the in the original versions of the game because instead of being the Carnelian, it was a bomb ring. Yeah, <laughs> bomb ring, the bomb ring. Yeah, um, <laughs> and yeah, like you know, when you walk in, uh, it spreads out all this fire uh, and burns the town of Mists kind of to the ground. Um, and amidst all of this chaos, there's a small girl um, up north who is weeping over her dying mother. You know, she has died because somebody uh, killed the dragon that she had summoned because Mist is a
0: town of callers of, uh, of summoners. Yes. Yeah. So not only have you set this town on fire, you've also killed this girl's bomb. Mm-hmm. Pretty intense, um, you know, <laughs> and Cain, Kane, Cain, uh, Kane, uh, who is a villain. <laughs> uh, and remains a villain for both games um says no we have to kill this little girl too uh cecil says no but he's just testing him it's uh yo, know kane, kane is a tricky character get get your get your finger on yeah it's kind of a, um, it's kind of a shitty joke to say well no no witnesses like no that's ridiculous yeah. what if what if he had like you're testing him what if he had failed <laughs> right. like you'd be responsible like awful you know yeah. you, you've seen that episode you've seen the train episode of breaking bad like yeah. you know that like you don't do that right like, um so at this point this is the final straw <laughs> for cecil which is like you know fair enough barely than never i guess
1: right right and um, yeah, he 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 renounces his loyalty to baron and kane says all right well i'm coming with you because you know one person cannot stand against this kingdom
0: alone yes um, and uh, yeah, it's them. It's them out on their own. Right. So now we are kind of in the typical beginning mm-hmm. of Final Fantasy one. But that intro, <laughs> the things up in or, or, or Final Fantasy, that intro is really important. Like these characters didn't start this way. Like there's no. a there's a motivation. It's not just like we're plucky orphans out to save the world. It's like, no, we there's this evil empire like they got to go. Mm-hmm. And we have blood on our hands, too. Right. You know, so, pretty, you know, again, not the height of sophistication, but more sophistication than the average. Yeah, it's got a little bit of English on it. <sighs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, they try to take the girl with them, and she's like, "No." And they their their bedside manner here is not good. No, no. They try um, and pick her up bodily. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, well, Piers, they they want to stick them, stick her in their item sack. Right. <laughs> um, and it, it does not work. And she has summoner powers as well. Hmm. Um, and calls down the Titan. Yes. Um, which uh kills you know uh separates our hero. Right. Uh, here like causes a quake. That caves in on Miss Valley and kind of changes the geography of the world.
1: It's really big. Like in her in her desperation, she uh she blocks off this major route.
0: Yeah. Whereas when I use him, he does about 200 damage and then that's it. Right. But here you right. he can actually change the geography. <laughs> Can't hit a cockatrice. But Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, Cecil wakes up with this girl on the other side. You know, Kana's gone. Um, but uh you know, Cecil can take her up north to the uh, to the village of uh, Capo or Kaipo, mm-hmm. whichever. one you want to say, "Man, this is tough," because I've never said a lot of these names out loud.
0: Yeah, me uh, either. We're we're I'm, we're going to get to, to Damseon or Damcyon, <laughs> and that's that's an awkward name. They should not have never named it Damcyon. No, they, they really didn't like it. Like doesn't like sound good.
1: Really, yeah. Didn't like I,
0: yeah, I was trying to figure that out today. I was like, when I was young, I was writing my head as Damcyan. Yeah, but I don't think that's. That's I, I, weird. There's I, I, a P in that, yeah.
1: Okay. I, 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 or a Dampsian. I w- I always say dampian, like with no Damsian. P. Damsian, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's not a good name. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so you're heading to Kaipo, Uh and uh, yeah.
1: So Capo itself is this small little oasis town, uh, where the buzz of the uh, of the you know uh, the buzz among the people is that this young girl named Anna has uh, kind of run off with this traveling bard uh, who has been through town.
0: Hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, and it, it's a, uh, you know, it's good, it's good that we we've got that we we know what's happening there. Um, we talked to uh, actually, hold, hold on a second. Okay. So we we just got to Capo. Yeah. Um. Oh shit. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So you, yeah, you definitely jumped ahead. Yeah. Oops. Sorry. Yeah. I was trying. to... I was like. Yeah. I was skip the end. Yeah.
1: Oh. oh. Okay. Um. So. Special arrives in, the, in Capo, which is this, which is this uh, oasis town, and immediately uh, takes the girl into the inn. And she is just not talking to him like ever. Her entire life has been uprooted, right? She yeah. does not trust but of
0: him. Of course she isn't. Yeah. Like huge, you know, PTSD and you know, tons of trauma. Um, during the night, uh, as you were here, guards storm in from Baron. Um, and Cecil, like, actually fights. You know, not stand down. You know, I won't. I'm going to protect the girl. Um and it makes you think like what why does Baron want to destroy this village so much? Yeah. What is happening? <laughs> like they seem very
1: um, invested in getting rid of all of the summoners.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um yeah. So uh, R- uh, Rydia sees this, Rydia uh, sees this and is kind of touched by this uh, by Cecil's protection and actually introduces herself right. and more or less kind of completely opens up. Right.
2: <laughs> um you know, it
0: happens pretty quick actually. Uh, yeah. a little too quick. It's but... a- it's accelerated. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been. It would have been nice if
1: it was a little bit more of a process. But you know, Cecil is will, willing to kill his own countrymen. He recognizes
0: he crossed a line. Yes. Um. So uh, at this point, uh, Ridia. Do you say Ridia or Rydia? I, I say I say Ridia because I've heard that it's it was supposed to be uh, Lydia. Mm, um. Kind that of makes a,
1: sense. Yeah. Yeah. They just uh, made it made it sound exotic.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. So Ridia is a can use both black and white magic, mm-hmm. and has uh summoning. So uh, summoning are essentially, for most of the game, offensive spells um, that uh, cost a little bit more and have kind of a longer delay, but are more powerful. Right. So she comes baked in with Chocobo as a summon,
1: which is a pretty <laughs> strong uh, physical attack uh, that will hit one person. Most of the time after this, uh, they are these big elemental spells uh, that are going to hit everybody
0: on the field. Yes. And those, uh, much like six, those actual... the. The things you're summoning, the the Espers or the um, you know, depending on what you call them. Yeah, the idolons. Yeah, the Idolons are uh the, what they're the summons. Here. Yeah. Um are actually part of the plot and exist in the world. Yes. So they're part they're part of the cosmology. Right. Um so kind of the 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 scuttlebutt around town, people are talking about um the prince um and a roaming bard, their prince. Um <laughs> and, and how um there's this girl from Baron who's laid up in town. Right. What? From oh, Baron. Wait a minute. Um she's yes. saying the name Cecil over and over again? Huh. That's me. <laughs> that can't be me. I'm Cecil. Um
1: <laughs> Oh, you must be looking for the other guy. I keep yeah. on getting his mail. Can you take this, can you take this <laughs> envelope <laughs> to him? This is oh no, little, it's got a of insignia. E. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> so Cecil goes over there and finds out that Rosa um is delirious with desert fever. You know, after he left. Uh, things turned really really bad and barren uh, and she decided to you know take after him so that she could help him out with her white magic however she came down with desert fever and she needs the sand ruby um, or the desert light you know these are all called multiple things uh, from the antlion lair to the north in order to get better yes
0: Uh, so that becomes you know your quest at this point um go get her the desert sand ruby um on your way there, you have to go through a dungeon, the underground waterway Yeah. here, um, which is, again, just a Final Fantasy IV dungeon. <laughs> yep, it's bigger this um, time. It's <laughs> bigger, but, you know, it's bigger and just as bland. Right. Um, we run into a new character here, though, um, the sage Tela. Yes, Tela uh, or Tela. Tella. yeah. yeah. Um, who is searching for his daughter who eloped with some bard from Kaipo. So, mm-hmm. which, we've heard about that. And we decided to team up because it's a dangerous place full of monsters.
1: Yes. Um, I like Tella as a character. He's just just this old cudgel. Um, I especially <laughs> like when he brushes up against uh, Sid, who is also a cudgel. Yes. <laughs> um, but Tella as a sage, you know, he's got this very high level magic uh, relative to where you are, uh, you know, what you have right now. Um, and also has this limitation that because he is very old, he doesn't have a lot of energy. So he has this very low MP that never gets any better. It is always at, uh, 90 as a max.
0: Yeah. And it's kind of fun to see this preview of magic, mm-hmm. you know, that you'll, you'll get to later, yeah, and be able to actually play with kind of with more abandoned. Yeah.
1: So he starts out as this incredibly, you know, overpowered kind of character who helps you through this dungeon. In a big way, both him and Rydia are able to make short work of these enemies using ice and lightning spells, because that's kind of the uh, the theme for this dungeon is everything's either a fish or a frog.
0: Um, yes.
1: But, uh, you know, as everybody else gets better, he looks worse in comparison because you do have to manage his MP.
0: Yes. Um, which kind of goes into um, this becomes more of a problem, uh, actually, in the after years. But managing his MP, you know, we I talked about earlier how you can't buy ethers. Which are the item you use to, uh, you know, in, in these games, wizard just huff ether. Oh, yeah. And that's how you get your magic back. Um, You can't do that. So you end up doing Osmos a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm going spell the you to know, drain magic. And it becomes, it's kind of a chore. Yeah. Like managing here, you know, you have other options when you run out of magic. Like, you know, I will, uh, you know, I will attack and <laughs> just kind of get through the thing. No. It's not quite as bad. But having to kind of manage it through Osmos becomes a little bit of a pain. Yeah. Like, make sure the characters that have magic to drain don't die, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah.
1: Um, something that was a huge revelation to me when I just tried it and saw that it worked when I was young is the fact that you can use weapons like items. Yes. Um, and they are yeah. just
0: infinite cast weaker versions of small spells. Yes. Yeah. So you can, it can just cast ice right. every time you use it. There's no real reason to attack with an ice rod. Right. Um Yeah. Um, this also introduces a type of enemy, uh, two, two types. Uh, we've got our
1: flan enemies who are really resistant to physical damage, only take one or two. And again, because mm-hmm. I was a Midwest kid, they're flans. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then you have these amoebas that can cast re on themselves. So you have to do, uh, you know, like I churn through a bunch of lives until they run out of MP or, um, inflict so much damage that they can't do it. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. Or osmos them. Yeah. So you steal their MP. Hmm um about halfway through the uh the dungeon you up camp we run to a save point which allows us to use a tent and uh and save our game um and as uh ridia sleeps um she kind of talk opens up a little bit yeah yeah talks a little bit about his history mm-hmm. um it's all stuff that we've kind of alluded to already for yeah. the most part
1: yeah but it but it gives to, to tell a reason to trust him basically yes. like yeah baron's a bad actor and we're trying to stop them from gathering up all the crystals. Yes. Um, so
0: you eventually get to this waterfall,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> which um, you, this very old man and this very
0: small child decide, Wee! splash yeah, down, you, you jump down, no problem, <laughs> yeah. uh, and get surrounded by tentacles, and we fight the uh, the octo mammoth, yes, the boss here.
1: Yeah, uh, eight um, mammoths come running down. Yeah,
0: yes, um, a lot of uh, tentacles. Yeah, so they're all kind of treated. Sometimes they do this where one enemy is treated as multiple units mm-hmm. uh, based on limbs or kind of uh, options or what have you. Yeah that
1: they have yeah uh, um this one i for, for correct me if i'm wrong because it's been so long um it's just one target uh and you have to uh attack him and the tentacles disappear as a gauge of his health later you're probably on right later yeah.
0: on he becomes i might be thinking of the after years version yeah, when they repeat yeah. this boss fight uh so. yeah yeah but they, they, most, they, most they, these they, boss fights
1: you get to twice yeah so. they, they, they they repeat it where you can uh attack the individual tentacles
0: yeah um, that's probably what i'm thinking of yeah
1: yeah but this one, you know, it's like it's a pretty straightforward fight. It's a water creature, so you use lightning. Um Rydia can use uh chocobo and deal a lot of damage to it. You are just trying to outlast it. Um, but its visual gimmick is the tentacles disappear as you uh, as you fight it.
0: Yeah. And that could have other uh, effects too that I don't know. Right. Right, like that could actually change his attack power or something like that. I, I have no idea. Um after you get out of the cave, uh, you can head to uh Damien castle. Yeah. Um on your way there, you actually see the Red Wings uh, swoop in and bomb the place. Yep, um, oh. this, this it is comical how often you arrive just a little bit too late. Mm-hmm. Um, that's essentially what happens during this entire, entire show yeah. or this entire
1: game. <laughs> yep, it's a little uh, it's a little Dragon Dragon Age too in that way. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I just I, I just like uh, I, I like a party that is always on the like always on the wrong side of failure. Yeah consistently yeah always like
0: it, it's happened it, it happens a lot
1: <laughs> yeah right here. but like and this is this is horrible right like the you know the, the the castle is you know bombed apart uh the walls are broken down and you just have bodies laying everywhere you go up and talk to them and they say dot 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 using the video games hot dog heuristic dot 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 uh,
0: equates to fart so they got all these farting corpses
1: laying around mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
1: which
0: is probably that's that's realistic
1: yeah <laughs> um
0: and we get to the throne room. Uh, Tella sees that his daughter Anna is there, and she's dying. Right. And uh, he, the the bard, is standing around at this point, and he assumes it must be her fault because she he tempted her into danger, mm-hmm. and attacks this uh this unknown at this point bard. Yes. And so,
1: um, this bard, you know, doesn't really defend himself. He's just like trying to talk reason into him. As Tella is, you know, uh, dressing him down with insults. We had the famous line, "The Spoony Bard," uh, yes. which you know, that's a term you know again another doki doki fact uh and it's just a it's just an archaic one it was never taken out because it is such a you know such a centerpiece of you know the meme around this game yes um, but yeah tell is just bonking him on the head with his staff
0: yeah like, he's not he's not casting meteor on dog you can
1: control heaven and earth why
0: yeah <laughs> if you want if you wanted this guy dead he would be dead i just think that he's too uh it's it's a phys- you know he's too enraged yeah yeah you know, he wants to beat the shit out of him right Yeah. You know? You have to concentrate to cast spells. <laughs> um which I guess like actually does get supported in the after years in a weird like yeah. way when they actually talk about the cosmology mm-hmm. of things. You do have to like concentrate. So he can't concentrate. No. There, where's my new no prize? <laughs> um, <laughs> um so Anna or their dying breath says like no don't do this. Like I actually love him. Yeah.
1: This lowly bard, this minstrel yeah. happens to be the monarch of Damsean.
0: Yes. Uh he's the prince. Yeah. Uh, of damson which we never really learned about the king and queen of damson we don't know how damson works but he's the prince
1: yeah i have to assume uh, that they that they die in this attack because by the time the after years roll around he's the king
0: yeah yeah um so this uh this causes uh, tella to calm down a little bit um we find out this attack was the work of golbez yes. um, who's the new commander of the red wings and when he uh, after he firebombed the place he dropped in and took the fire
1: crystal right and so this causes tella to swear revenge on golbez You know, saying like, hey, I have to leave the party. I need to go, you know, like he's single-minded in this. You know, he sees Golbaz as the source of all evil.
0: Yes. Um, And he's going to be our antagonist for the game, more or less. Yeah. Um, We still have to go get our antlion thing, however. Mm -hmm. So uh, Edward, you know, joins. uh, And we should talk about Edward as a character in this. Yes. Uh, Because that's (laughs) a, you know, he's kind of like, this is the first time a game has settled me with somebody this useless, I feel like. (laughs) Yeah. and there are, like, various attempts through, like, the challenge dungeon or giving him certain equipment or through the after years to make him a little bit better. Yeah. Um, he's always not very good.
1: Uh, yeah, specifically in combat. Like, there is yeah.
0: well, the item that you get for
1: doing the challenge dungeon in the GBA and PSP version actually makes him into kind of a beast. Uh, we'll mm. talk about that when we get there. Um, his his whole thing is that he is incredibly fast. Um, yeah. But that doesn't help the fact that he dies in one or two hits. I think the only person who rivals him for uselessness is actually Edge somebody who mm. is far more consequential to the overall arc yeah. of the game.
0: But edge is made of paper. Yeah. Um, which we'll get to. Um, so he can attack with his harp. He's got a, uh, a hide command, so mm-hmm. he can just more or less like run away. Everyone else doesn't run away, but just him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he still gets the experience, but he can't get hurt. Um, he has something called salve, which <laughs> allows him to use an item and split it up among the entire party.
1: Right. Um, um kind of ridiculous because your regular healing items heal so little anyway
0: yeah it's a it's a a silly ability yeah and then he has a sing um which in this it's not tied to your your harp no no it it inflicts a random yeah it's a um, random status element on one one enemy i think right yeah which is just not worth doing and you can kill them in the same amount of time
1: right right and you know if you attack with the harp you can control what kind of what kind of uh, um you know status effect he's going to inflict
0: Yes, you because know. the harp uh oftentimes harps have status effects that has yeah, to do. Yeah, them.
1: good ones like sleeper confuse,
0: you know. Yes. Um, so not t- you know, not so awful, but pretty bad. Yeah. In combat. And he's narratively this too. He's he's a blubbering idiot at this point. You yeah. know, he's gone through a lot of trauma. And uh Cecil slaps him because Cecil is a war criminal who hates people who are in mourning. <laughs> right. He's like um, hey, you think you're the only person who's sad here? Well he did just lose his wife. Yeah. Did you know how many people I just had to kill you're not the only one who's sad I've killed a lot of people yes
2: yeah.
1: I had to wait in line at the DMV for 15 minutes
0: yeah <laughs> worth my brain
1: um, yeah <laughs> so um Edward over the course of the two games gets you know a, a fair amount of uh development right mm-hmm. like you know even here you know over the short time that you spend with him you know he's trying to come with ter- you know come to terms. To be more emotionally strong, right? He never gets to be physically strong, but like, you know, everything is about him using this tragedy, tragedy to become a better leader, a better person, you know, just like somebody who's not crippled by, you know, how soft he is. Yes.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, that first uh, step on the path to redemption is like, Hey, you shouldn't have to go what I went through. You know, you love Rosa. I'll help you. Right. Um, I'll take you to the antlion den. Uh, you can take our hovercraft. (laughs) uh your so, early edward albums uh pave way for the alan parsons project mm, yeah <laughs> which i believe is some kind of hovercraft, right? right yeah, um, kind a of lunar
1: whale yeah. <laughs> but yes edward joins put him in your back row he will hide when you need
0: him most um yes yeah just a just a fact of life this is the first vehicle we get mm-hmm. um the hovercraft acts as a chocobo on on land Mm-hmm. so you you know you don't get into random encounters and it can go through shallows yes uh, shallow water which is kind of represented goofily it looks like swamp land um <laughs> on the coast of the, some things it's very limited mm-hmm. um as a thing you do actually need it for a couple things but after this point it always feels kind of shoehorned in oh yeah to me. or like when it comes back it feels shoehorned in yeah the it's it's there and thankfully it lets you get around going through the uh the waterway yes in this yeah. game yeah i let you yeah, stop you from having to do that dungeon twice right um because they another dungeon they want to give you yeah, the lion's den right um so this introduces some enemies that can inflict status
1: effects uh, notably we have basilisk that will petrify you uh mm-hmm. and spirits that will cast sleep
0: yes yeah um but other than that it's mostly you know rinse repeat like right. you have a relatively you have a good party at this point um having rydia uh with you like you're unlikely to need healing that much like she can handle that for you mm-hmm. and kind of be a bomber yes
1: Yep. And then Edward can, you know, throw some of those status effects back. Like, you you get a
0: couple of different, like, harps that will end up working yeah. for you. Yeah, that you find here. Um, in the depths of the den, uh, we actually find the ant lion who's guarding the pearl. Yes. Um, so at this point, you know, uh, Edward walks up. He's like, hey, I'm going to go grab this thing. Yeah. These things aren't aggressive. They don't mind if I take it. Uh, and then tries to chop them in half. Yeah. And uh, yeah. he's like, oh, you know, it must be the, the same thing that's agitating all the monsters. <laughs> it's agitating this, this boy. We had to put him down.
1: Yeah. I love this guy's sprite.
0: Yeah, lion. Yeah, it's his pretty, big bug
1: on eyes.
0: His yeah. his like weirdly human face. Yeah, it's it's very strange. Yeah. Um, it's like a poochy ass monstrosity. <laughs> uh, he's been rastified ten percent. Um, yeah. uh, this is this is a pretty good
1: fight. Uh, I remember this being a real kind of wake-up call. Um, specifically because it dealt out so much physical damage, and Cecil can only soak so much of it. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, um, it will counter on any kind of physical damage that it takes.
0: Yeah. So you I mean you have a really whiskey party. Yeah. At this point. You have to be very uh careful. You have to manage your HP. And at this point, like Edward, you know, he's got like what, like hundred HP? Something, like, Something that. like that. Like, yeah, he's it's very low. Um, so you just uh you, you have to be very careful. Yeah. So it's probably the first challenge in the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh you know, it's not the hardest thing in the world, but it's at least relatively hard.
1: Yeah, you've got a got got a ha- uh, a handful of low
0: cards. Yes. gotta pay attention. Yeah. Um after you beat him, um you can take the pearl. You can take the hovercraft back to Kaipo, which is nice. Um shines light on Rosa, which wakes her up. Yes. Um, we find out essentially, you know, once Golbez took over with that, there's that name again. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when she came out to kind of try to help you out. Yeah. And uh, you guys kind of deduce like, hey, they're definitely grabbing crystals at this point. One is a coincidence. Two is, you know, a pattern. <laughs> um, So they're probably heading for Fabul next because that's nearby.
1: Yes. Uh, Fabul with their wind crystal. Um, In order yes. to get there, we need to uh, go over Mount Hobbes. Uh, and this is another instance of Cecil saying, okay,
0: Rosa, you stay here. Be safe. Um, yeah, like, dog, you be I a lady. Play. It's okay for this 10 year old girl to go with me. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, but this, this, you know, person who is a hero in their own right, uh, cannot go. <laughs> right. The, like the, 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 best white mage and baron. And also,
1: uh, somebody who's legendary, the bow and arrow. No, no, you just yeah. recuperate. I don't yeah. care how much you want to come. Yeah.
0: Literally can't miss You're Hawkeye. Yeah. And, and you can't come. <laughs> right. Um, but she doesn't, to her credit. Yeah. doesn't fuck around with that right you know she fights back and it's just it's it's again it's melodrama mm-hmm. you know like oh you you stay here we are safe no I, I have to protect you you know you're the schmoopy you know it, it's that kind <laughs> of thing um on their way there that uh, mount Hobbes is blocked off by ice and they ask aridia uh, if you can cast fire aridia says that she cannot no um, but no. they will actually need fire to proceed he's like oh that's strange you should know fire it's a basic spell i don't know fire i hate fire because of my past i'm the hound from game of thrones etc cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> um and, yeah. you know, we're going to put a pin in that and deal with it later.
1: Yes. Um, so during the night, um, Edward goes out to play his harp by the water. Um, and mm-hmm. in this process, you know, something rises up from the uh, from from the uh, uh, Oasis. This uh, saw again, right? The most boring d d monster. Yes. Um, Hello. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Edward's
0: ready to say, oh, this is the end. Attacked by a monster. I'm about to die. <laughs> yep. I can't fight by myself. Did you see me back there? <laughs> um, but then a ghost version of Anna appears, and encourages him, right, and says like, "Hey, you need to be brave and save the crystals. Um, take my love for you and apply it to these people." Yes, um, and it's kind of his like very very quick t- characterization turn. <laughs> right. There. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, yeah, we have
1: our party now. Uh, strangely enough, our white mage is a very capable fighter. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, know, you, you put her in the back row. Um, but she does attack with a bow and arrow you know you're not always going to be healing um and she's got the ability like you can add a little bit of charge time and always hit so if you say aim i don't know what she's doing just kind of like just firing off the hip maybe when she's not doing that uh always use aim, um and you're going to hit all the time
0: yeah and and actually um projectiles are another class of uh item that the the creatures can have a weakness to. yes you know so um We didn't really talk about elemental weaknesses, but that's kind of where the complexity of the battle system comes from. And usually you address those things with magic. Mm -hmm. But things that are flying um, are weak to wind, which you're not going to get a wind elemental thing forever. But you're also going to have uh, arrows Mm -hmm. so that she can do big damage to things that are flying. You want to prioritize those targets. You can also pray, which never works. (laughs) Uh, Your thoughts and prayers are worthless. (laughs) Like, donate to fucking the ACLU. (laughs) Right. Oh, they spent the entire time talking about,
1: yeah. um, <laughs> uh, regrettably, you know, you do have this limited inventory, which we didn't
0: talk about in the, uh, in the generalities, but like, that's a strange decision. It sucks. Yeah. They got rid of it too. And like, um, they get rid of it in the after years. Like it's, a uh, it's an obnoxious thing. So yeah, you have limited yeah. inventory. You have to make sure you're clearing out your drunk, your junk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Using the, uh, using the fat chocobos. Um, you're going to clog it up with different, uh, kinds of arrows. They don't stack there. They are, um, um consumable. So sometimes you will go to attack well, that, with I mean, Rosa.
0: They stack. It's not like every arrow oh, takes oh, a Oh, that's spot. what I mean. Like different different yeah. types. Different types yes. don't stack.
1: Yeah. Uh, and if you run um, out, she will uh attack with her fists, which is useless.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um you're gonna I mean it it's the the fat chocobo, um, which is if you use greens and a chocobo glade, um mm-hmm. you can summon him, he'll store your items. Um he also lives on a space moon whale. <laughs> um but he uh that's really only I only got use out of that if I like if I was collecting items. Yeah. If you sell shit, like you just have to constantly make that part of your loop, mm-hmm. like sell shit. Yeah. Um, and you should be okay.
1: Sell all your old like armor. Their, You're never going to use yeah. it again.
0: Yep. Sell, sell your old armor, sell your old weapons. When somebody leaves your party, if you de-equip them, sell their shit because they're going to come back re-equipped. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and as long as you stay on top of that, you should be okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is a unnecessary hindrance. Yeah. Um, it doesn't it doesn't add a lot, I think. Right. Um. So you head uh, over to Mount Hobbs, which is east of uh, Damsian. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's blocked off by ice for yes. some reason. Uh, Rydia does not want to cast fire, but the party kind of urges her to. And she learns the spell. Yeah. And it's kind of an interesting thing. Like she mechanically learns it. Uh-huh. She can now cast it in battle and she learns it for the cutscene.
1: Mm-hmm. There, there are a couple of times where that uh, intersection of like Final Fantasy mechanics uh, comes into the story. I mean, we're going to talk about the job change later on for Cecil. Um, but mm-hmm. that comes up a couple of times.
0: Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Like it a, is a neat thing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so she gets over her fear of fire. Yeah. Um, she hasn't gotten over her fear of dark knights who murder her mother.
1: <laughs> right. Inadvert- or, 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 inadvertently. Or she, I guess she did get
0: over that, but she, she yeah. gets over all this stuff pretty quick. <laughs> um, so Mount Hobbes uh, is full of
1: these undead-type enemies. They're going to be weak to Radio's new fire spell, um, but kind of strong against Cecil's sword. And this is going to come back in a big, bad way as a gimmick for uh, one of the next dungeons we're going to go to.
0: Yes. It also uh, makes uh, uh, Rosa useful... Offensively Yeah. Through magic, because heal magic will hurt undead. Um, so Rosa is kind of like MVP here. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, not only be, and they're also flying enemies. There are these cockatrices, uh, which are, you know, one of the more menacing enemies here. Yeah. Um, because they can paralyze as cockatrices do. Mm-hmm. And they are weak to Rosa's arrows. Yes.
1: So at the summit of Mount Hops, we see um, this fable monk uh, dealing with a group of monsters. He's, you know, been up here to train um, and we watch him, you know, taking them out
0: uh using his uh punches and his kicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh we find out um this is Yang. Yeah. Um you know we see a couple of these battles here and this introduces us to another one of these cultures other mm-hmm. uh, in this world. Um and it's kind of like it's the really the only one that has this this flavor. To it? <laughs> you know like you you think eblon would, but it kind of doesn't other than the royalty. Right. You know, and then they do more with that in the after years. But like normal citizens of Eblon are just normal citizens. Right, right. There's a this regular, actually regular feels starts. like an Eastern kingdom. Yes, uh, but
2: but
1: they're, it's an Eastern kingdom with Western-style castles. Yeah, yeah, you know, they yeah they just have normal uh, normal castles and yeah. The to, tile to sets are limited. Um, yes. but yeah, they're like they're, they're 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 a martial society. You know, they're 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 you know, even their king is a is, is an accomplished monk.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, you know, fighters and training and stuff like that. Like, we're dealing with those tropes. Yeah. Um. Eventually, a monster comes out and Yang. They're like, oh, Yang probably can't take care of that himself. Let's fight together. And it is the mom bomb. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Mom bomb. Mom bomb.
1: Uh. She starts out as just kind of the strong bomb. Um. And strong then, bomb, we admire. <laughs> yep. uh, and then turns into, you know, after it blows up, this kind of anthropomorphic smoke cloud before it explodes, deals damage as bombs do. And turns into this large group of bombs and grenades. And this is where Yang's kick ability is a godsend.
0: Yes. Um, kick is, it's like a less bad version of Dark Wave. Right. Uh, physically hurts everyone, but has uh, doesn't hurt Yang and uh, does not charge quite as long, I don't think. Yeah, it feels pretty quick. Um, Yang also has an ability called Focus, mm-hmm. um, which is excellent against single uh enemies like gang's kind of a beast like gang yeah. is very good gang is very good um, there,
1: there's very little like downside i think he's you know he's fast he's strong he has a lot of hp the the only weakness that he is has, armor yeah armor um and also magic defense
0: yeah so kind of defense in general like he is not going to he's going to take a lot of damage but he has a lot of a huge hp reserve yeah to take that damage yeah um so focus uh in exchange for a little bit of charge time you do a lot of extra damage yeah it's like jump but
1: it doesn't take you out of the battle
0: Yes. Um, And then Gerd, um, which is, uh, I believe that's like absolute defense. Yes. Like, so as opposed, like all the characters can defend Mm -hmm. um, and you will, uh, you'll take a little bit of damage, but this way you'll take none, I believe. I never used it. Nope. (laughs) Um,
1: Um, uh, And also he can equip these claws, which will, um, you can swap them out for different elemental effects uh, and later ones actually stack on um, status effects as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, was which, which is useful. Like, so, very good. And he can attack. To, you know, he ups his attack because he uses two claws. So that kind of plays into his lack of defense, but also, you know. Yeah. Um. So very, you know, very very great character. Yeah. Like kind of a uh, you know powerhouse all around, as we mentioned. Yeah. If you're playing, um,
1: if you're playing a game where you can do that, like get rid of Edge and bring uh, Yang in
0: instead. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, yeah, Edge is a, a perpetual disappointment both to his people and to me. <laughs> um. Yeah. So so you say, hey, like Baron's gonna go after your crystal dog. Yeah. Like, uh, um, crystal dog, no, yeah, my crystal dog. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> um, so I, uh, and yeah, on no, your way, you see the red wings again, yeah, um, because they're busy that day. Oh, yeah, and uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> I was in a lot of commercials today, yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, you, you know, you see them flying over uh, Mount Fabul. so we have to r-
0: race them or Mount Hops rather, yeah, uh, to um, Fabul Castle, yes, which has a great track. Oh, yeah. Um, that evokes this this feeling of of this martial, kind of uh you know monastic, uh, combat based society.
1: Yeah, I, I love whatever like
0: midi voice they used for those strings. The that bending like mm-hmm. yeah, that's mm-hmm. it's really good. Yeah. Um. So you know, you're preparing for a siege. Yeah, they're going to come. This is not you being strictly too late. No. no. Um. You know. So you stock up. You get some claws. Um. You talk to a lot of the soldiers, etc., and you continue to kind of be pushed back. Um, you know, you fight a, a group of monsters, you're fine, actually, <laughs> yeah. like, I can fight these all day, but narratively you have to give right. up and the, keep falling back to new positions.
1: The idea is like you take out the first wave and then there are just too many more of them. So you retreat to a safer position. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you, um, you retreat until you can retreat no more. You are in the crystal chamber itself. There's a small little beat where like, uh, you think that, uh, some of the soldiers are sabotaging you, but they're actually monsters in disguise.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They unlock the door. Um, cause yeah, the monsters can shapeshift mm-hmm. in this game. So this is the first actual, like we could probably guess that, but that comes up a lot later. And this is the first, you know, explicitly telling us that. Yeah. Um, as, uh, as you're, you're waiting to, to fight off this final wave, uh, Kane appears and, and you're like, Hey, Oh, Hey Kane. And he's acting like a real dick. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm here actually to fight you and take the crystal mm-hmm. and you, you get into a fight with him. Yeah. Um, you're not meant to win it. I
1: understand that you can like, you know, obviously you can exploit anything, um it breaks the game uh different okay. versions of it um but yeah he's jumping like he's doing way too much damage to you something is you
0: know making him much more powerful than he was earlier in this episode yes um yeah so uh Rosa and and Rydia step in to kind of, to kind of protect you after you fall um but Kane and Rosa is the uh the thing here Kane won't hurt her right so he he hesitates and this causes Golbez to make his
1: first appearance, uh, with his amazing, ominous organ mm-hmm. music. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Darth Vader-esque.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he comes in and is like, alright, well, you know, I guess I have to do everything myself. You know, orders came to, you know, to, to finish the job, but
2: he will not.
0: Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, which is fine. Right. Um, he, you know, he takes the crystal, and he, so he won't, uh, hurt Rosa, but he does take the crystal, and they take Rosa as hostage. Right. So Rosa, uh, her initial you know, second or second uh, damsling are <laughs> dealing with here. Um, Radio wakes up first, cures the rest of the party, which has to be a refreshing <laughs> way to wake up. Ah, uh, like. uh, yes. Yeah, so all, all of my mysterious wounds are closed up. I would yeah. love to be cured in the morning, like every morning. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. I bet you it feels good. Yeah. Or maybe it's just like your bones knitting back together and stuff. And it's very painful. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i was imagine- one or the other
0: it's either great or bad yeah i
1: was uh or, or it's okay I, I always uh i always imagine it feels like a like a like a cool breeze
0: yeah that would be really nice yeah um yeah <laughs> so um you know we wake up the king of uh fabul is injured right uh at this point we go visit him and he says hey there's only one crystal left go to Messidia, um we'll give you a ship
1: Yes. Um, and to help you along, here is a dark sword, you know, from another Dark Knight who was here before. But understand that it is going to be useless against the foes that we face.
0: Darkness cannot hurt darkness. Yes. So well, I'll take it anyway, though. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Actually, I'll fight a bunch of stuff where it will hurt, I bet it, you, it, It's a cool sword. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, a- it's still good. I'll put it in my wall yeah. least. I'll collect, add to my collection of swords. Oh, of course. While you spend your time dealing it. In- with girls and in sports. <laughs> I was training in the way of the blade. Yep. I was. And in chat rooms. Yep. So <laughs> I was defending
1: the blockchain. Um, yes. Yeah. So we load up, get on the ship. Hey, we're going to go over to Mycidia and we're going to talk to the sages, figure out what the best move is. But we are interrupted by
0: Leviathan. Yes. Um, who is not under the control of Baron? No. Is this a Quinky Dink? No, I think that uh,
1: it is uh, specifically going after Ridia.
0: Okay, so the idea is just kind of this amoral, you know, it's like everyone else is a collateral damage. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's a little bit convenient to me.
2: Yeah. This is the first I mean,
0: that's going to constantly happen in this game. That's what the game is made out of. Mm -hmm. Um, This is the first one where I was a little bit like, come on, (laughs) you know, because you're still going to get to Missidia. Like it doesn't actually change anything, but just it's a little bit contrived to get rid of Edward and. Infridia. Oh
1: Shit, you weren't headed to Mesidia; you were headed to Baron. You go to Mesidia, oh, by you go to Mesidia. Yeah, yeah, that's the,
0: the, that, that's the problem. Sorry, I, I, yeah. I took that note. Wrong. So you end up. So it has to get you to Mesidia. Uh-huh. Um, but you're going to Baron. I really wanted to go to Baron. Yeah. At this point, so this this was uh, this is kind of this is mildly annoying to me. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not them acting against you; it's just this third party, which, like, as we later learn, like, are generally on our side. Right. You know, like this is not this can't be the best way to get Rydia. No. <laughs> is to capsize her ship.
1: Yeah, and like when you when you meet uh, Leviathan later on, it's not like he says, "Oh, this is what I needed to do," or you know, you don't confront him and say, "Oh, you killed like like the whole crew."
0: Yeah, <laughs> there, there are a lot of uh, people, families that you murdered. Edward's ne- never been the same. Yeah, he broke his fingers. <laughs> you know, it's his one thing you like to do. Um, you know, so it's pretty. You know, again, mildly annoying. But yeah, yeah. capsizes the ship, everyone gets separated.
1: Yes. Uh, and Cecil is on his own now, you know, Yang, Edward and Ridia are all thrown overboard,
0: um, and presumed dead. Yeah. Um, what is cool about this though, is that you do wake up in Masidia, and you have history with Masidia. It happened off screen. It (laughs) happened before the game, but you know enough about it to know this is bad news.
1: Yeah. And everybody that you talk to is like a pox on you. Um, yeah, and I love this. This is the, you know, just the, the the mechanic shining through. You know, this is a town of mages who all want you, you know, dead, but they're not going to really, you know, do it themselves. So like the bartender will poison you. Saying so like, "Oh, yeah. you know, dark knights get you get a drink for free." Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> An old woman turns you into a toad, uh, a dancer turns you into a frog.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or turns you into a pig. Oh, one yeah. does a pig and one turns a... Uh... It'd be oh. weird if this, this game had toad, and, <laughs> to frog toad and frog Yeah, pig, that's what I mean. Yeah, the entire taxonomy. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're, they're fucking with you because they, they hate your guts. Um, you eventually go to the leader because you're not going to, you know, uh, get any get anywhere here. You go to the... Uh, and you beg the elder for forgiveness. Mm. It's like, hey, like, I'm a different person. I'm on your side now. What we did was fucked up.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, the elder, you know, who is kind of a generic wise man figure in this game, yeah. um, is like, yes, yeah, you know, I can see you're legit. Well, you have to get rid of your, you know, your this darkness. You have to cleanse it. Yeah. And there's a place uh, nearby named Mar- Mount Ordeals, mm-hmm. which I never thought about that name before. <laughs> but that is that's very funny because people don't usually use Ordeal as like a kind of a mystic quest <laughs> or like, you know, the kind of thing like a, a you know, a spirit journey. Yeah, it's like a trial. Yeah. Yeah. Like Ordeal sounds like, um you know, like, like going to the DMV, like doing it, like going to the post office. Am i right. Oh, like, it. <laughs> That sounds like Mount Ordeals to me. It's yeah. a very funny name for a holy place. Yeah, it sounds like a trial.
2: Well, you know, like I, mean, yeah, to... I guess,
0: it w- like a trial would be would make sense for a holy place. But Mount Trials also sounds very on the nose. Yeah, like I'm going to go to the the Cave of Tasks,
1: <laughs> you know? Mount Character Growth.
0: Yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty goofy. Yeah. Um, but you have to go, and it's like, no, you're not going to make it by yourself. So I'm going to send along some people to help. Yep. Wink. Going to get going to give you all of our best talent. Oh, these shitty little kids. Okay. Yeah, here's some teens. <laughs> <laughs> they're even teens like five or something. Like they're, they're very like young. Like eight years old. <laughs> yeah, eight years old. I was yeah. introduced to Palom and Porum. Yeah, um, I um, like Palom and Porum an awful lot. <laughs> yeah, they're they're cuties. Yeah. Um. They're they're, they're cool characters. Yeah.
1: Uh, so Palom is the black mage. Um, and he is incredibly, uh, rude. He's got some toed and very disrespectful. Um, yeah. Whereas Porim is the white mage and she is obsequious, uh, to the point of precociousness and it tears me up inside. I think she's very
0: bland. Yeah. Like it's hard for me to say I like them both. I really just like I
1: I like their interaction with each other because she's constantly beating the shit out of Pallum to get it.
0: Which is good. I like that she hits him, but I, I wish that she was not so obsequious. Yeah. Um, so they're twins. Um, it's a black and a white mage. Um, they have two, uh, they actually have some kind of useful abilities for once. Yeah. Um, the original version, they only had twin cast, which is a, uh, inhumanly long charge. <laughs> <Yep>. Uh, <laughs> do you want to make sure one of them will die? Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> exactly. set them in a twin cast and this foreshadows a mechanic they're going to introduce in the after years. Mm-hmm. Um, this is more or less the same thing as the bond moves. Yes. Um, what's more, much more interesting or much better is cry. Um, so Purim has a, a move called Cry, which confuses all enemies for free on a really quick charge time, which mm-hmm. is ridiculously OP. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, it c- confuses like, OP in general.
0: Like, yeah. yeah. Um, what confuse does? you know, in other games that makes you attack a random target, this is more or less a charm. Yeah. Um, they'll always attack, you know, it, it, it charms them to your side. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, and then, uh, uh, Palum has a pretty useful one, Bluff, which just raises his, uh, his, his black mag his black magic ability to a ridiculous
0: degree. Yeah. Which is useful if you're saving MP. I mean, generally, like casting fire twice is takes the same amount of time. It will do as much damage as bluffing and casting fire once.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, but if you're saving MP, it can help yeah. save that for bosses. It, and yeah, stuff. it makes sense for bosses. The two bosses, ah. two and a half bosses you fight with Palum. Yeah, um, yeah. So as you you head on your way, like we're dealing with kind of tougher enemies on the way here. Yeah. Um, part of that is because you have a very balanced party, but part of it is the idea is this is supposed to be, you know, the Cave of Tasks. Yes. <laughs> yeah i love
1: uh fighting the zoo or the rock um not mm. not dwayne johnson uh but the, the the gigantic bird enemy that we saw in the uh in the opening um that yeah huge sprite
0: yeah he shows up yeah um we get to Mount deals um which has its own theme which is great um it's blocked off with fire for some fucking i mean just to stop you from going there early after you leave the oh, city i guess yeah um but Pollen takes care of it. ice. There's no character growth there. It's no. just a thing.
1: Yeah. Oh uh, no, my uncle died in a fridge. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, this well, is I before a very it. special episode. <laughs> um and as we head in, we get another cutscene. This is the first time it like I think that it cuts back to other action. Yeah. Um which is really putting the cards on the table. Like this is just a you know, this is a movie. This yes. is a cinematic <laughs> right. thing.
1: Yeah. But um, yeah, it cuts away to Golbez in his Techno Tower. Um, yes. alongside, you know, we've got Rosa tied up in the, uh, on the, on the chair there and Kane is there and they're talking about, you know, wh- whatever are we to do, uh, with this, uh, with the, with this, uh, dratted Cecil. Um, and he decides, okay, well, we've got to put the, you know, four arch fiends on the table. Um, yeah. so he calls in Scarmic uh, to take out Cecil, uh, knowing that, uh, as the fiend of earth has all this undeath associated with him. Uh, uh Cecil will never be able to harm him.
0: Yes. And also, Golbez is not really on board with Kane. No. Like he is a simple tool, and still, like it's pretty obvious. I think that Kane's being mind controlled at this point. Yeah, yeah. But it's also, you know, it's at least a little bit of a window into what's going on. Yeah. The um, so as you're heading up, uh, the place is full of undead, which you really can't damage. And um, there are some enemies you can, but most of them you really can't. Mm-hmm. So Cecil ends up spending a lot of time like using items. Yeah, um, it put, it and you have the other the characters' supporting Zach. role.
1: Yeah.
0: Yes um but halfway of the mountain we run into tella uh, mm-hmm. and uh column is very interesting apparently in this world being a sage is a big deal yeah yeah um yeah. and and the sage essentially can you know cast both kinds of magic yeah get you um, a mage and you do, do it, it well both. i guess yeah
1: yeah as, as opposed to as opposed to radio which is like this uh that's a boker yes yeah yeah um but, yeah, you know, he's there. He is here in order to go through his own trial to learn the magic of Meteor, which is this incredibly powerful legendary spell uh, that exerts a terrible toll uh, when it is used in a story, when it's used in battle. Uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, just a, a really expensive spell to cast. Yeah,
0: it's just fine. Yeah. Um, this is where it's kind of revealed, like, uh, Purim and Palem kind of talk a little bit and find out, you know, they weren't sent there to help you because obviously the Elder doesn't really want to help you. It's to keep an eye on you. Right. To make sure you're not going back to Baron and spilling secrets or what have you. Yeah, yeah. And they're they're barely holding it. Like, oh, hey, tell her we're here to spy on. I mean, help. Yeah, it's like it's like you trust that these are eight year old spies. <laughs> like are not spy great... kids. Yeah, there's <laughs> these are spy kids too. <laughs> lava and I, I, lava lad and ice girl or whatever. <laughs> and like, uh, you know, so they're not they're not particularly good spies. <laughs> right. But it's not like it's not like Cecil has lots of choices. No, no. You get up to the to the uh, to the summit, and all of a sudden you're starting to hear this
1: hiss hiss. And Porum's like, "Oh no, that's that's just Balum messing with me. Shut up, you idiot."
0: Yeah, <sighs> I didn't say anything. Blam to Um <laughs> You get to the other side of the bridge, um, and this this character comes like you get attacked. Uh huh. Um, by this 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 huge monster. Um, this back attack. So oh, it's no by the no. It is the, the, the,
1: the first one. There's a preamble. Oh,
0: you're right. Yeah 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 yeah. That, yeah yeah
1: because we have a we have a regular kind of boss fight against uh this hooded figure of Scarmic Leone um with uh with his army of zombies which
0: is yes. pretty easy, you know. Like, it's not that
1: big of a deal.
0: Yeah, yeah. He fight, yeah, and then you continue on then he pops up as a back attack and it's the real boss fight. Yes, death has made him into his true form. Um yes. and this is our first exposure to the four fiends theme. Mm-hmm. Um, which are you know what they sound like? The four elemental themes, uh, or uh, <laughs> themes, yeah. Uh, you know, friendship, stick to itiveness, um, <laughs> etc. Yeah. Um So they're more or less like you know how they sound. They're cool. Like these are you know capture the imagination for me. Mm-hmm. You know, in a way, like I like these. Yeah. Um, there's not like a whole lot to them, but I think they're cool. Yeah. It's a cool idea. Cool stuff happens in After Years with them. Yeah. <laughs> um, at least like one one okay thing happened so far where I'm at. Yeah, I have not beat it yet, and it's fine. It's it's it's. I would classify it as cool if I'm judging cool and passable. Okay. Um, the uh, so yeah, so he it's a boss attack. So this is tough. Um, you need to uh, you know use spells. You need to be very careful. You have tons of casters, which is great, but mm-hmm. it's a back attack, and they're in trouble.
1: Yeah. So you have to, you have to spend. To you have to spend a turn to you know switch everybody around. Um, and he's hitting you with poison. He's hitting you with uh, incredibly, you know, h- hard spells to soak. You know, you have these casters yeah. who can do damage, but they're very fragile. And so, you know, you're going to be tempted to use twin cast, and it is good. You can you can do comet or uh, whatever the junior version of flare is. Um, mm. But you really want poor there, you know, running triage for you.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But eventually, you know, you get through it. It's still not that hard. Like it's a little bit more challenging than the mean. Uh, battle at this point. Um but you know, you get through it. Um he falls from the bridge, damns you all to hell. That's not (laughs) the last you'll be seeing of him. No. Uh you get to the top of this, you go in this little you know, this little shed, the the trial shed, um at the top of Mount Ordeals. And it's this kind of like uh this texture we'll see later, um in kind of a cool little like detail. Mm -hmm. You know, this uh, this tile set we'll see later rather. Yeah. This kind of room full of mirrors. Right. There's a crystal room room full of mirrors. Yeah. I'm just hearing this voice saying, son, son, mm-hmm. um, you know, as you approach this mirror and it says, like, we'll give you the power of light um, and a sword appears. Um, and as you go up to grab it, um, a version of your Dark Knight self self appears for you to fight. Yes. So Cecil's
1: appearance has changed. He has shed his dark armor uh, and in uh, the SNES version turns into a technicolor clown. In other versions, he is, you know, just this you know kind of kind of effeminate looking white knight. Um, but the Dark Knight version comes out and attacks. Yes.
0: Um it's a little story battle where you actually have to do something. It's kind of a little puzzle. Yeah.
1: Um. Um, uh, in the original version on the SNES, you had no idea that the uh, Dark Wave attack hurt um, mm-hmm. Cecil. So, like, you didn't know that to say defend and heal, and he will eventually exhaust himself. Um, but, yeah, that's what you have to do, is basically understand that Dark Magic takes its toll and, uh, you know take the higher road until he destroys himself yes
0: yeah um it's cool it's a cool moment um afterwards you know you become a paladin and then as a tiny little side note uh <laughs> tell from the power of staying next to you while you become a paladin <laughs> yeah. remembers all of his spells right it is a, it is a comical moment because they play a little like i think they play the little like you know triumph theme, you know when you become a paladin and then it just kind of like you know, hands <laughs> over yeah who's was like oh wait i remember my spells too you know it, it's pretty goofy <laughs> yep. um you have to make your way back um as a paladin which is would be really annoying except that you're starting at level one mm-hmm. um so it's good you're gonna level up a bunch yeah
1: yeah and um, yeah. you have this myth graven sword which does you know a tremendous amount of damage uh to these things so it's easier on the way down than it is on the way up even though you are yeah. at level one
0: this is one of the few times that you backtrack in this game that i feel like it's justified yes um and uh yeah, so as a paladin, um you no longer have dark wave, mm-hmm. but you have um white magic, it's very limited, mm-hmm. and then you have an ability called cover, um, uh, which you can either choose to do it to someone, you take the damage for them, or you'll mm-hmm. automatically do it to enemies that are uh, near death. Yes. Or friends who are near death. Right. Um super useful. Um because you're gonna wear good armor and have a lot of HP. So it lets you protect the people in your party. Like it is a very good bit of uh ludonarrative uh consonance. Yeah. Resonance. Yeah. Yeah, resonance. It is, uh, it is harmony. It is a <laughs> harmonious ability. It's very good. Yes. Uh, so you get back to the Tower
1: of Prayer and, you know, you everybody is rejoicing that you are a paladin now. Um, and, the you know, Palam and Poram admit to being spies and the elder is kind of thrown off because he figured that maybe you'd come down having haven't learned something about friendship. But no, you might actually be the chosen one. You know, he recognizes this sword uh, and he reads, you know, the legend that is inscribed upon it.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah this uh one you know one born from a dragon rising towards the heavens with light and darkness will wake a sleeping promise um okay yeah uh no it's it's fine it doesn't it, like it's
1: pretty straightforward i like i like the way that it's turned later on because it is yeah. not just about Cecil.
0: yeah it is it is um it is it is kind of good i'm you know you know me being anti-prophecy but it's <laughs> it's, it's it's all well and good yeah. um you had to get to Baron um you no longer have a ship though and somehow you know Missidia doesn't trade <laughs> um so uh the way you're gonna do that is because there's a express route mm-hmm. uh to go yes. to, to baron yes
1: yeah, so this uh this kind of Eldritch uh highway that you can take called the devil's road
0: that you need to unlock uh, in order yes. to uh, proceed um they give you the key so you can do that um you head there it is not a dungeon
2: mm-hmm.
0: um it becomes a dungeon later but mm-hmm. at this point it is not and not in this game in after years mm-hmm. at this point it is not and uh, it just zaps you there. And that's where we're going to end the episode.
1: Yes. So we are now a paladin. We are going back for the uh, the massive
0: final confrontation with Baron where everything will be solved in an uncomplicated way. Yes. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, next time there's there's lots more, but mm-hmm. it should move pretty quick because we will not have generalities. Yes. Um, yeah. And so, you know, this this first half, I think, is very good. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's paced Well, and I like the moment. I like uh, Cecil. It's a very simple arc, but he has an arc. Yeah. That you can't say that about every JRPG character of this vintage. <laughs> you know like he does he does change. Yeah. In a story and that's cool. And it's great that they line that up with play like
1: his function in the party um yes. you know becomes much more useful when he is a paladin.
0: Yeah. Um pretty cool. Yeah. Um yeah so we'll see you guys next week. Mm-hmm. Um for that. Yeah. Uh what can they do cool? Well, um, they want to help us out. If you're listening to this before
1: August the 15th of 2017, go ahead and uh, write in at slash uh, contact um, and uh, we will collate all of those into our listener response
0: episode at the end of the month. Yeah, yeah. And that can be about, uh, you know, as we mentioned, Final Fantasy IV or Final Fantasy IV The After Years. Mm-hmm. Um, all comers are welcome. Yeah. Um, if you want to support the show, um, you can support us by going to patreon.com slash Um We recommend it. We just recently, of course we recommend it. Um, <laughs> we just recently uh, met a stretch goal. So at the end of the month, like just a couple days after this mm-hmm. drops. Um, we will be um, releasing a uh, and doing a live stream version of a tabletop game mm-hmm. for as part of the fundraiser for our friend and yours, Jala Prendez, um, on the weekend of the twenty eighth. Uh, so please, you know, if you're able to donate, donate to that, do. Um, but we're going to be doing the celebratory uh, tabletop uh, powered by the Apocalypse yeah. thing there, and we're pretty close to our next uh, stretch goal. Yeah, the well, one for so. uh, Heartbeat City. Indeed. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Looking forward to that as well. Yeah. Every little bit makes a huge difference for us. Yes. So if you're listening to this, you know, everybody listened, gave us a couple dollars, a dollar, you know, just think about like $12 a year. Mm -hmm. Honestly, not all that much. No. You know, everyone's different, but like if you can afford it, please do. Please do. Um, Ratings and reviews are very useful, um, especially as we're kind of relaunching the show. Mm -hmm. Um, We like to do big things with it and we need your help for that. Yeah. So, uh, so please cram jam on in. And, uh, and yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah. um yeah so thanks everybody for listening and uh until next time what should they watch out for
1: um they should watch Carnelli out for watch out for medio.
0: yeah can you yeah
1: Carnelian and Sigma. there we go. <laughs>
0: This is mildly self-indulgent, uh, but usually the way that we get these little things at the end of the episodes is uh, when we're recording be- before we actually start the episode, and we didn't really have anything, any good goof-em-ups in that, uh, that period. So uh, I'm going to put in a song from my first band that is called, should I say, Zoromis, uh that name-checks some Final Fantasy IV stuff. It's very old, it's recorded on a four-track in like a room, so it sounds like shit, But uh, here you are. This is my old band, Hilo, uh, with our song, inspired at least in part by Final Fantasy IV.